All right, everybody, welcome to episode 10 of Super House. My name is Andrew Bush. I'm coming from Los Angeles. Let's go down the line, guys. So starting with James. Uh, this is James from Los Angeles. Johnson. This is Johnson from Riga with the sniffles. What's up, Johnson? Let's go ahead. What's up, Bush? Santa Cruz. We just lost Santa Cruz. Uh-oh. <laughs> He's going to come back, I guess. All right, Maddie. Uh, this is Maddie, uh, currently in Cincinnati. All right, cool. So uh, just wanted to take a real quick um, note before we get really started with the episode and talk about Ryan Sickler, the stand-up comedian and storyteller and producer-writer. He was just a nice dude, as you guys could tell from the podcast in episode nine, and he was nice enough to take about an hour and podcast with us, and um, he's a podcaster himself, so... Um, it was pretty easy. It was pretty easy for me to do. And it was just, you know, he didn't have to do that, but he did. And that was just really great. So, um, I know Johnson, Johnson liked that episode a lot. <laughs> yeah. I like the shout outs to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he, I didn't tell him to do that. He started doing that. That's cool. No, he seemed like a solid dude and seems like he works with some really good people. That was yeah, man, he's, I mean, look at his IMDb, he's done some cool stuff, and yeah. he, he's freelance at my company, and he'll he'll take a few weeks off to go on the road doing stand-up and shit, so. Cool. <laughs> he's not like a household name, but he does, like, get out there. Sure, sure, yeah. So it was, it was you know, it's pretty awesome. Um, <laughs> and we had about a 400% increase. <laughs> in, We're doing uh, the voice. We're on our way. Listenership, <laughs> which means we had, we had about... <laughs> We're on our way. So from, that means we went from ten listeners yeah. to forty. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Damn. Did you, you look at the insert are just within reach? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> he probably came in through uh, Ryan Sickler's Twitter, and uh, thank him for uh, for tweeting us like that. And um, yeah, that's that's it. So uh, we're gonna follow a similar format and get right to it with Maddie's music. We're gonna start off talking about the album Gore from the Deftones. okay didn't love yeah. it didn't hate it maybe I, I still felt uh it was funny i was listening to it on <laughs> um my uh spotify on the computer and like once it ended it would start like going into all the other albums i'm like wow like this is really good and i realized oh wait this is their older stuff too <laughs> <laughs> so it's still good but once again it's like i think i enjoy their older stuff a bit more than this one same here not that much older though yeah Yeah. 
Yeah, no. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I definitely think... Yeah. Stefan and I have kind of talked about this, but I feel like every Deftones yeah. I'm glad they're still making music. Sound like the Deftones. That's about the like, whole thing. Like, I I've been listening like, to it and listening to it, and Maddie and I talked about it at length the other night. I was like, oh, I've already heard this track. Um, it was on this album. And it's just like, yeah. Which like, I think is pretty interesting. Their older stuff was raw, and a lot of people I've talked to have been like, oh, well, they're maturing into yeah. a different sound. And that may be, but for my tastes, like, at times, their newer stuff is on the... It's kind of bland, you know? It's just kind of, like just doesn't hit that mark that it used to but yeah but out of the last three albums they've they've made some pretty good songs and listening to this new one um i keep going back to it and going back to it and trying to see yeah. like it really kind of grown on it has grown on me <laughs> yeah <laughs> they just need nine more of those songs <laughs> yeah i was uh when that, i first I'm, uh the first track, i think that's a uh, really prayers great song and, uh, prayers and triangles i was like oh cool deftones yeah and then as like i moved through it i was like oh this is yeah right and then like yeah. the next one's like hearts and wires which stefan's a big fan of and i also love it. but there's probably <laughs> there's probably like five really five to six like really good standout songs yeah. that i'm like yeah so <laughs> that's why i got spotify you know, now for an 11 track album that's pretty solid i like some of the other <laughs> ones too they definitely have their moments uh i i've told stefan this but every anytime deftones releases an album i will be there i'll pick it up on cd or vinyl or whatever just because i'm always interested uh, yeah, it's not bad. I think I think a lot of newer of the Deftones, as in like last few albums, they're like a whole different type of fan. I feel like people that came up with the Deftones have a completely different perspective on what this band's all about or whatever. But a lot of people that are kind of consider themselves on the in the pulse or like are doing their their weekly discovery Spotify list are yeah are to discover the Deftones in this whole new way. Like, think about bands that you discover their new album, and then you go back and listen to their old shit, and you're like, yeah. I didn't like that as much. But <laughs> I feel like we're kind of in that realm with the Deftones. Um, I do wish it was a little darker, really. The Deftones are, are weird for me, because like like I said in the last uh, podcast, like I, I really loved that one song, and I, I loved, I think, was it called Passenger with the yeah. Tool guy with Maynard? Yeah, I love that. I love Maynard. like a couple tracks. Yeah. It's oh, his, it is. It's his birthday, by the way. Yeah. Happy birthday, Maynard. Today's <laughs> Maynard's Jack birthday. Ass. Happy birthday, Maynard. <clears throat> no, I like him. But, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> like it's weird. Like I like, I like, I like their look. I like, I like their their name. I yeah. think their sound is pretty good overall. But like, like I like this and like Koi no Yokan. Like I felt Happy like. Birthday. Yeah. It's just like I can't fucking like really get into it. Like I'm not like, I'm not like yeah. pumping my fist in my car when I'm listening to it. And you know maybe it's not it's not that kind of music That's I guess, but it's just not. I don't know. It's just kind of bland. Yeah. Did you uh, did, the Jimmy performances that they just did are really good, really really good. I bet they still kick fucking ass at a but live yeah, show. Yeah, I could see that. But. But yeah, but yeah, for the albums for for me, I just been like, you know, I was thinking about it like my favorite album is Around the Fur, hands down. But I think their best album is um, White Pony, 
And I think that was a certain point where they tried to chase that a little bit, but yeah. like we're never going to be able to make that same um, album again. Am I cutting out? Yeah, a little bit. Shit. A little bit here and there. All right, well, I'll try and just talk him really quick first. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's just that's, – uh, that's how I felt. Did, did you listen to it, Johnson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm like you. I remember like in high school driving in my car listening to I, – I, was it White Pony? Was that the main one? Maybe, yeah. Yeah. That was that bigger one, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, it, I mean, it, it sounded like Deftones to me. I thought Phantom Bride was really cool. I kind of like I liked yeah. that song a lot. Yeah. 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 Is it the one with Pony on the front? You know, I was telling Maddie, uh, Jerry Cantrell did the solo on that song. Mm. Ah, oh, that's cool. From from Allison Chains. Yeah. Oh, shit, so it's like they're still trying yeah, to song. keep that. Uh, it's like their ballad kind to of me. vibe. Like when I listened to it, I was like, oh, it's got like a ballad feel. Yeah. It's it sounds really like L.A. rock to me. It sounds like. Um, from just Allison it sounds Chains. like a lot of production. Really, is what yeah. it the more more than their older stuff. It just feels like, like if you're a fan of that stuff, you're just not gonna like. Or the older stuff, you're just you might not like the newer stuff, or maybe you've grown with the band. I don't know, but it's uh, it's like I feel like the people that they when they they like that sound, they really like it, and they have that yeah. audience. But I'm yeah. just I feel like I'm not I'm not really part of that audience anymore. It's because you got to get in touch with your feelings, Bush. I guess so, man. <laughs> <laughs> you don't feel hard enough. <laughs> I'm dead to the world, bro. <laughs> that's why he only listens to cock rock yeah that's my shit do you even feel <laughs> nah I don't know I mean yeah I like you some of, I enough. do like some of that stuff yeah <laughs> <laughs> you can't wait <laughs> exactly. is that Molly Crew and shit right or no yeah uh, like well like that and then like um, what are you saying like war's kind of cock thrash uh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I would call that thrash, though, wouldn't it? Well, it, it is. It is. I, I meant in a more in a broader kind of sense. Dude, that song where they, they as soon as they say "open fire," I'm not. <laughs> I'm in. I'm fucking in. I love that song. I'm not Hunter's, talking it, man. I'm just Hunter Seeker, bro. Come on. <laughs> Maybe that's why you get so much done. <laughs> <laughs> I I I mean. Yeah, I, I look. I just like thrash. It's the main <laughs> thrash. I like, and then I like a lot of power metal too, like Iron Maiden or uh, right. Yeah, power fantasy metal, metal like uh, Blind Guardian. I love yeah. those bands. I feel you, Bush. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Johnson. Now, I've always, you know, like Darkest Hour was always one of my favorite bands, and they always had that like emotional tinge to them, where dude was talking about, you know, screaming about being broken up with or something. Uh, I mean, look, I, I, I liked the Liturgy album way, way more than this Deftones album. Yeah, I mean, a, I've I actually been listening to that uh, like a couple more times since the since we recorded the last podcast. And I don't know, I it just it's like I said before, a couple times yeah. in the last episode, it's just really interesting to listen to. Yeah, Maddie and I were talking about that one, too. It kind of sticks with you, that one. And that's the best feeling. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah.
Yeah. I just like that you guys enjoyed that. <laughs> no, I, like, no, I stand I by. It doesn't I, suck for me anyway. It doesn't suck. It's just it's just okay. I think it's good. It's I just don't know why yet. That, like the weird thing that I chose <laughs> last time. I was like, uh, maybe like I listened a few to. Uh, will be into so Stefan mentioned like, oh, Everybody uh, likes Deftones. And Ghost Bath in the last album, the last podcast. Yeah, and I was looking that up, and then I found this band called Harakiri in the Sky. Yeah, yeah. I like. I don't know. I really like that. That There's band this. for some reason. They're apparently a two piece, and they're not cock rock at all, Stefan. Oh shit! I know. And, uh, <laughs> but yeah. I like how like they're kind of like. Um, oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I uh, listened to that track. It's like a positive sound to it, even though it's kind of. It's like black metal meets post-rock, but it's kind of uplifting in some weird way. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I still want to listen to that album. Anyway, actually, tangent. Total tangent. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're pretty good. That's all right. Ghost Bath is awesome. They've definitely gone to a, a totally... They have evolved to a t- completely well, different cool. sound I'm glad that point. you guys like... So, this, so I think I'm as this a Deftones fan, you really got to kind of like, like what kind of Deftones fan seem to enjoy the last record, now. so it's kind of nice mm-hmm. to have these different I feel like the last three albums, you album. could take the best tracks from them and have one really great album. Greatest hits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Motherfucking Deftones? And see, I was, I was, I was talking about this the other day. <laughs> it's, it's, somebody, I was like, I was like, you know, it, it. We we are in this dialogue with the Deftones by being yeah. like fans of them and critiquing their work or whatever, like with anybody. Um, so it's just like I feel like it, I love the Deftones and I'm there all the way, <laughs> but I'm like, if I don't if I don't complain about something, then they're not gonna make good songs anymore. Because then everybody's just gonna be like, yeah, it's good, you know, and just move on to the next thing. And I'm I, right. <laughs> and I don't want that. I want mm-hmm. a fucking I want the Deftones to be around. But anyway, <laughs> rant over. <laughs> uh, and they look good live, man. Yeah. I think I think at this point uh, that we will see more Deftones albums till they decide. Their new bass player is annoying as fuck. Which is great. I'm glad those guys haven't stopped. Just like watching those live shows, I was like, hell yeah, Deftones, fucking killing it, making a career out of writing songs about girls breaking up with you. Hell yeah. How they progress. And then the bass players over there with his pink hair, just like shaking his butt like a little girl. And I don't know. He just he just like he sticks out like a sore thumb. Mm-hmm. Stefan, are you looking down on that kind of thing because it's overdone or what? Writing about no, I, he's. I feel, <laughs> I, I feel like he's. Uh, are you talking about the bass player? What are we talking about? I'm talking about well, you said yeah. like well, talking about uh, writing songs about breaking up with girls. Oh uh, no, well because that's all. That's like if you listen to the lyrics, it's always Chino's always talking about if it's not one girl in his life, it's probably many. You know, like the uh, this is to me anyway. Maybe that's how I relate to it, but. Um, no, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying yeah, like, the guy. I'm saying the guy looks like he's fucking from No Doubt over here, the bass player. And then you got uh, the Deftones. You got three guys that are just like, would you fucking chill out a little bit? You know, everybody can see you. <laughs> do they still wear those uh, Adidas? I remember they were like wore like. Nah, not really. 
they, that shit back in the day. They look like uh, people you'd see at like a parent teacher conference. Except for except for yeah. Stephen Carpenter. That dude looks like fucking the dude in line behind you at the dispensary. <laughs> okay. Copy that. <laughs> Oh man! It yeah, I just remember that look. Like they had that look. He's had that at least for a little while, hair, and he's worn those exact mm-hmm. shorts for like every video. Wait, so he, he's <laughs> he's not like settled down with like a wife and kids? That dude? Yeah, Chino. But he's still writing but, songs about being broken up with. Yeah, well, there's a song on there called L M I R L. Parent teacher. Um, and it uh, yeah. one of the it's like. The, it starts off, he says, I don't, or what does it say? I don't miss you. I don't care where you are. You're a ghost to me. And then it, he just, it's like this revenge track. And then one of the lines on it, he's just like, I put this gun to my head and I smile. It's just like that nihilist. Like, it's like the post breakup, like, um, it's like the post breakup, like reassessment of oneself where you're getting through like the anger phase. <laughs> and actually that song. I'm no psychologist. <laughs> But I would say they're still feeling <laughs> Right. <laughs> but that, that track, actually, I love that track because it starts off... Well, I don't love that track. The beginning starts off like a class Deftones. It sounds like something that could have been off a white pony. And then it just like takes this really heightened level where it gets really bland and then just gets really kind of like, for lack of a better word, like soft, you know? It just kind of softens up. And I'm just like, damn, it had such a morbid kind of darkness to it. Or a macabre kind of dramatic tone to it, which I really love and have always loved with their. But then it just like, and then all of a sudden we're on the beach with palm trees and shit. I'm like, what is going on here? <laughs> it's the Deftones are like an older sibling where you like you love everything about them, but then when they tell you to do something, you're like, fuck you, I hate you, I never liked you. <laughs> <laughs> Stefan, I think you hate this record. <laughs> I'm just using that. The more we talk about it, I feel like you get. Yeah. Well, I I think it's fair to be, I think it's fair to yeah. be tough on those that you love. If if like for the, the better of their, stuff, their the more development, you, like the harsher the the uh, critique gets. <laughs> I really, <laughs> Maddie, I really liked it at first, but you know what? It sucks. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, I no, I it's I just I have a lot to say about the Deftones because I feel like uh, I feel I, like I they're you, my boys, man. Yeah. Them. Some people follow fish around. I <laughs> oh. read about Deftones on Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. They're like your band, man. I don't like. Yeah, I get it. Stephen, your yeah, favorite I'd say band so. is is tool correct or am i wrong yeah and i got yeah, to tool thought, fucking yeah. through the deftones <laughs> i don't follow them yeah. but i read about them a lot yeah deftones yeah, was probably my first scene in the band 90s like sure. when i was growing up it was you either listen to rap or rock and when i was a kid like deftones was my first rock band <laughs> and actually yeah. the first time i ever listened to them was their live album wow which is fucking awesome man yeah, they're uh, and 
And then after that, I was like, all right, I'm buying a fucking skateboard. And every album I bought was either metal or fucking some dark shit. I was like home <laughs> with <laughs> with their music. And then The Matrix, we talked about uh, oh, Shove yeah, It, uh, about. came out around the time The Matrix came around. I think that was the time I was like most yeah. inspired about shit and like most like kind of coming into my own. Oh, that dude, album, yeah. that soundtrack had a great Manson song, "Rock Is Dead," and it, and it had it a great that, uh, uh, mind, Minefields, uh, Rage Against the Machine, Prodigy, song Minefields well. on there, and just those three songs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, God, dude, that, I used to be playing. I used to be playing Goldeneye right and listening there. to the Matrix <laughs> soundtrack, just thinking so like, good. I am God now. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Dual love guns. I was probably listening to Power Man 5000. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, that shit was yes. great, though. I remember playing Power Stone on the Dreamcast, <laughs> listening yeah, dig, to uh, the Rob Zombie, Living Dead Girl and shit. <laughs> we thought... We thought that was the greatest fucking song, man. man. (laughs) I don't know why. I don't know why. (laughs) You said it still is, Matty. (laughs) (laughs) It's really not bad, right? It's not bad from what it is. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, You put on Hellbelly Deluxe, and I will sing along to every track on that record, man. Yeah, that exactly. Is Remember, I, if you mentioned your first no, uh, rock album, nice. uh, Stefan. Like I think weird, like, pop rock, uh, rock uh, mine was probably Frog Stomp by Silverchair. Just catchy as shit. That was like, yeah, that was like I think He's the perfect, that's like the perfect introductory like teenage angst band. <laughs> like, it's all about that shit. Good. Yeah, yeah, that was great. <laughs> So any any closing remarks? Are we done with this <laughs> this block or whatever? Yeah. Oh. I have a lot more to say on this, but yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. No, no. Worth I was just kidding. Uh, um, I don't hate it. I just want to say it. I don't hate it. Stefan, <laughs> but um, everyone what, what, else. What do you got? It's like tr- it, it's like fan, right now it listening to the album <laughs> is like trying to learn how to code. Like I really enjoy it, but I just like. There's parts of it I don't understand why or how they connect. So, but as I think as an album as a whole, I've listened to it. I can't like just sit there and be like, "Oh, I want to hear this track again." Other than Hearts Wires, which I think is great, <laughs> but I think I've just had it in the background while I was reading and stuff. And it's like it's a good album. I know in the back of my head, like it's good, but it's just I have a hard time letting go of the Deftones of of your. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, uh, you're you're it's, nostalgic about how good that they emotional were back connection then, is. Just like even though this album there. wasn't great, you're like, but ah, I wish they could return. I just... <laughs> <laughs> how do you think I felt about Metallica my whole life? Saint Anger, <laughs> Saint Anger's this is the kick in the nuts. <laughs> Fuck you, we hate our fans. No, I think actually Reload was the the kick in the nuts. <laughs> yeah. I feel I feel bad for you, uh, yeah. Andrew. I feel bad. I mean, like but they I started do going downhill. With that. They started going downhill. Dude, the black like album. Yeah, I do. Hey, death, death, Mag, 
God, Death Magnetic is just pure rehash of their first three albums, but it's good on its, it's own. Good. It's a g- totally, <laughs> absolutely. It's the fucking Lars Ulrich of Metallica. <laughs> is that it? like that? Is that the problem? Look, they got old, man. They're like in their fifties now. Whatever, say, bro. Uh, like, the Black Album is a good album. <laughs> I think I think it's a large part of it. Like you can't be Alcoholica from nineteen eighty three your whole life. You just can't. Oh my god, that's like. Did you yeah. see the latest oh, Slayer fuck. video? Where no. They're, they're like sixty. I mean, those guys they're like old as shit. It's terrible. What do you think this podcast is about? Gotta keep it fresh for the kids, yeah, man. What's the, the story? They're like trying to do a kill. Kind of <laughs> if there's story. no reference in it, I love that video. Like the lead singer with that grizzled ass beard, man. Oh. <laughs> fresh with a movie that's 15 years old. No, it's like some dude with a tiny little iPad. It's because Slayer. Like, killing, like <laughs> 50 I think Slayer goons who come into the Slayer scene. are Sons of Anarchy fans. Ridiculous. Have you seen it? That video? I don't know. No, I'm just called. saying, like, you see it. It's like, they're just like yeah, fucking yeah. Sons of Wait, Anarchy. Hell yeah. Oh, is that guy from that show? You know? <laughs> they're just like. Oh. But they are, they're, they're fucking, they're reaching sure, like no yeah, country yeah, for totally old men totally age. Yeah. And Why not, man? You know I what I mean? So they're it's just like this brutal exit. And it's just like, yeah, kill everybody. Slayer. Yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> I don't care who does it. It could be a puppy with a gun. Let's do it. <laughs> We're Slayer, bro. Yeah. Hey, can I pose a question? To the group? <laughs> oh, it's Go getting ahead, juicy. Johnson. What's everybody's musical crush right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Johnson, I'm gonna let you lead off with that one. Nice. Okay, mine is uh, Lauren Mayberry. Yeah, Lauren Mayberry from Churches. Whoa. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. I could see yeah. that. That's your type. Love her. I don't have a musical crush, but uh, I like um, Cecily Strong on SNL a lot. Uh, okay. She sings. <laughs> I don't know why. Like every time I see her, she's I'm hot. like, ah, she's so nice. You like that Latina vibe. <laughs> 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 she wears glasses sometimes. It's great. Uh, my musical. <laughs> my musical crush is no this chick Mercury. She's a. She's a black metal. <laughs> lady. <laughs> sweet lady, sweet black metal lady. She's. She's gorgeous in her music. <laughs> Yeah, she oh, she writes her she writes all of her music Such and it's nice just lady. like if she mixes Wait, like baroque lady, kind of like um uh, fiddles and flutes and but, and old string instruments but, and shit and like really antiquated kind of singing with fucking black metal, dude. It's like you're it's like you're walking through a forest with some little cute little gelfling girl and <laughs> and then all of a sudden the fucking Yeah. She's Wait, an ar- she's an artist of black metal. Is she black and she plays metal, or she's the black uh, her metal band is called Mercure. Uh, I think that's what she goes by as well. I'm not sure. Wait, what's the name of the band? Oh, okay. Mercure. Black metal. Sorry, I'm dyslexic. 
<laughs> no, whatever her name is, girl can play the harp. It's Mirker. And the heartstrings. <laughs> yeah. She's Scandinavia. Wait. Is she a little elfin blonde? Yeah, to per totally. Like I see here all the time. She looks like one of those chicks from the from Metalocalypse that take their shirts off at she, the concerts. She, she's like total like super sweet. And I'm I just love her. <laughs> yeah, she's like uh, No, yeah, her music's great too. I'm just saying, that's not the question posed. Yeah, she's great. Uh, you guys should actually listen to her album uh, M. It's fucking great and brutal and Google image search. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know, I'm just saying that it's, M -Y a it's a great record. How do I spell Mirker? <laughs> Can you spell that real quick? Mirker? Yeah. And then listen to some tracks. How do you pronounce it's, it, Maddie? It's M Y E. Go ahead. M Y R K U R. M Y R K U R. K U R. Yeah. Mirker. Mirker. Oh yeah, she's so totally Latvia is just like a playful Elfin. little fantasy land. I'm gonna look this up real quick she myself. Oh. Oh man, all these little pixie blonde elves. It's great. <laughs> Dude, Sweden. Sweden was a wonderful time. Like it, when I was out during the day in Sweden, I was like. Eric, you told me there are beautiful women here, and I didn't see one. I'm into it. As soon as it got yeah, dark, right. I was like, holy fuck, like where it. did you all come from? Totally. Like, super, That's just Europe, normal people. I have not. I think they would <laughs> they did really dig my uh, I know, vibe. I know, I'm in there. <laughs> they don't knock yeah. it to try it, baby. <laughs> when I went there, I was like, Stephen? I just like had gotten to the way when like, <laughs> yes, dude. I'd gotten to the point. All right, I'm down. I'm gonna start selling plasma today. Stefan, uh, you and I should go. Like, find that money and let's do it. We'll meet up with Johnson. How much can you get for that these days? <laughs> I have sell a question. So your, your semen, gonna, bro. You, a few of you guys have been to Amsterdam, right? I don't know. Look it up. Did you guys ever go to the red light district okay. and do the get yeah earn your manhood? Yeah. I was with my lady friend at the time, so I couldn't. Johnson would have. Yeah. I could do it in Amsterdam. For that. Totally would have. No, nah, man, that's shit's I don't that I don't know, man. I don't know if I could do that. You're clean. <laughs> <laughs> guys were staying in this uh, hostel with us and we met them out and they were like yo dudes and we were like what's up shit like, like where did Stefan go like and I was like oh, <laughs> dang that's a good segue into <laughs> sex capades oh man Johnson that's been like 10 years though so price is my oh yeah yeah, yeah. definitely they're on the no, they're not on the year. I think it was like <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that might have 50 just been cent some blow jobs, shit, but you don't know from who. In a bar and some bartenders like, 
50 cents back there. And they're like, hell yeah, we're in Europe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my, uh, my musical crush is the lead singer of White Blonde. Long. Her name is uh, Mish Way. White Blonde? Tight Wrong? What was White that? Long. It's White, White Long. Long. Oh, okay. White Long, okay. Yeah, they're like a punk band. Uh, they're really good. Uh, what? White, White Long. Wait, which girl? Uh, There's like three girls. The blonde one. Wait, two of them are blonde. Really awesome voice. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, James? That's a good question, though, Johnson. What was the question? Favorite musical uh, crush? Yeah, dude. This is Bette Midler. I don't know what all time is. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, just current. That's. Dang. <laughs> no, uh, all, if it's all time, it's uh, it's uh, Blondie. Uh, she Deborah would hear from, uh, uh, What you call it? That video, Heart of Glass, I think. You mean that band? For me. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say Annie Lennox. I mean, she doesn't look as good now, but of course, back <laughs> in the day, she looked fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> Tina Turner's legs. Sade. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> I like him bald, man. <laughs> Shakira. Oh man, Beyonce. Yo, <laughs> I'm gonna throw this out there too. Mandy Moore. Oh, well, that's actually not, that's not that bad, actually. To be You're honest. naming women now. Hey, she's she's. You're she's just naming now. women. Hey, why not? Why not? <laughs> nah, I'm gonna go with Shakira nah, or Mandy Moore. She wised up. She ain't with uh, Ryan Adams no more. <laughs> Uh, oh, shit, what happened? <laughs> hey, what? It's your time, Maddie. It's your time. Guys, what about the Heim sisters? Am I the only one? Dude, dude. Who the fuck is that? Calm is down. It? The three girls. I agree with Who you, Johnson. <laughs> Yay, Heim, thank you. Yes, there and, you uh, I like Danielle. All of them. Danielle, in, she's my favorite. I'm, all I'm of them anytime, up. Johnson. Oh, totally. Yeah. All, How do you spell it? H A I M. A I M. Yeah, I A M. Yeah. Their music's okay, not I'm bad either. So. I mean, it's kind of like. I like their music. Yeah, I like everything. Yeah, I mean, it's not like great, but it's like enjoyable. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> oh, I like the. Uh, Straight up. What are those two? Uh, I think they're from Sweden. Uh, what? First Aid Kit? I have no idea. Yeah, I think that's their name. But oh, I totally like, forgot. No, Yo, who? Yolandi. Yeah. Yolandi. Yolandi. Yolandi, yeah. I just want to pick her up and run with her. What? <laughs> hmm. Put her in a duffel bag. <laughs> be out of the venue. Wait, did you just and kill be like, her? What? Yeah, what? Yeah. <laughs> no, she's not dead. I just had to get her out of there. Oh, okay. I'm going to still have Take to go with out. Shakira over these time systems. Oh, come on. You get three. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. That thickness. That's what I love. I don't like this indie cute shit that much. Hey, no, the oldest one's pretty thick. <laughs> I like those fucking girls that look like porn stars, bro. Dude, Estelle is pretty thick. <laughs> this fucking indie cute shit is not my time. Uh, Come on. Johnson. You're killing me, Bush. Johnson. Even though I even though I do like uh uh Cecily Strong. 
She's sort of like indie cute-ish. It's now time for Sexpedition. Johnson, we're going to give you the floor. Okay, can I take a piss? No! <laughs> I need yeah, sex stories now! I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm Get kidding. your ass back here. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. You know. No, do you really got to go? Then no, go. No, 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 no. No. All right, all right, good. All right, here we go. So it's time for a sex story <laughs> from Johnson. So just just lay into it. Uh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, well, you know, um, I have a pretty good one. It doesn't exactly involve me, but I was there. Uh, it's another one from Seoul. Like I could do. I know I need to do one from other places. Like I have a story. Like. Uh, you know, from other places. Um, Johnson, get to the good stuff. Uh, sorry, sorry. Yes, been drinking a bit, and I got the sniffles. <laughs> I'm, I'm I've been drinking like three beers in right now. Poor guy. Yeah. Okay. I'm about to get on my third one. All right. So this story involves my friend. We don't name names on this podcast, right? That's like not a. Good. Uh, probably best Hattori Hanzo. To stick to first names at least, yeah. or at most, I mean. All right, so my friend, uh, he was, um, what would you call it? Like my sleigh buddy, like sleigh buddy. <laughs> wingman, wingman, wingman. Yeah. <laughs> no, go with sleigh buddy, dude. Yeah, he's my sleigh buddy. So, but me and this dude, like, this dude's just as shameless as I was because you know i was basically a functioning alcoholic there and um <laughs> so we would go out together all the time the two of us and pick up and because you know the the only thing there's nothing more work terrible than like you're talking to a girl and her shitty friend is like oh, i want to go home i'm tired we gotta share a cab blah, 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 blah. so when he's there <laughs> he would pick up that shitty friend <laughs> and i could keep talking to the you know cute girl I was talking to or whatever so one night <laughs> we we are out somewhere we meet this group of girls uh I'm really hazy on the first part I think we met them at like Burger King first wait <laughs> Burger King in, in Korea yeah no totally dude there's everything there there's McDonald's fucking everything was that the hangout spot, though? No, no, no. It was just, it's right near the subway <laughs> in Hongdae, which is like that downtown. Let's go pick up some bar. chicks at Burger King. No, King. no. We just wanted to get some food because <laughs> we were hungry. So, and these chicks were there and they were sitting right next to us. And we were like, we always dare each other. So I was like, dude, go talking to him. He's like, all right. <laughs> so he hit him up and we talked to him. Hell yeah. And, <laughs> so it was like it was like a small group. Uh, main, I can't remember who exactly was there at first, but the main ones that we talked to was I was talking to this brunette. He was talking to the blonde. We go out drinking, dancing, whatever, and then fairly early on, like one or two, they're like, "Hey, let's go back to our apartment and drink," and we're like, "Okay, cool." So we follow them back. They live nearby. So we go to one of them's apartment. So I think maybe the other ones were visiting, or I don't know what exactly the hell was going on. Uh, but one of them had the apartment, the brunette that I was talking to. So we're drinking, we're drinking beer and soju, whatever. Uh, 
it gets later in the night, so it's all that's left is me, my friend, the blonde girl, the brunette, and then this other girl and her boyfriend. And I think he was like an army guy or something. Um, so we all pair off and go to sleep. So it's like, you know, again, another studio room. So I, I'm on the bed with the brunette girl. He's on the floor with the blonde girl and the other chick with her army boyfriends on the couch. So, uh, you know, me and the brunette, we just make out a bit, but I didn't want to be too loud because it's like a room full of people. So, you know, we just don't do much, you know, we just make out and that's it. And then I pass out. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. So, fast forward to the morning. Uh, I wake up. Um, oh, yeah, by the way, this girl, like, when I was half asleep, like, painted my fucking fingernails on one hand she thought it was like fucking cute and i was like ah, Weirdo. Yeah, fucking yeah great funny uh <laughs> so th- th- that i had to continue with all day uh but that's not important right now uh what's important now my friend uh when everybody walks into the kitchen he looks at me he's got that he's got that look on his face like fucking like this is fucking serious it's like we gotta go we gotta get out of here we gotta go I was like, dude, what? What the fuck? What's going on? He's like, we just, we gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta get out of here. I was like, what? So then we go into the kitchen and the girls are like, we're gonna make breakfast. We have everything. We have eggs, blah, 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 but we need bacon. Can you guys go out and get bacon? I was, we were like, okay, cool. And he was like, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. He's like, let's just get the fuck out of here. So, <laughs> so we get out, we leave the place and I'm like, dude, what the fuck? What is up? Like, we didn't. Even, we could hang out with the chicks more. I didn't even get the chicks' number, even though she painted my fucking hand. I bet you look so I cute, walk around with pink fucking fingernails all day. <laughs> no, I had to fucking had to hide hide my hand, and like we're going through subways and shit, like you know. So so he starts telling me. I, I'm like, dude, what's up? Tell me what's going on. He was like, okay. So, you know, I was on the floor with the chick, right? I was like, yeah. He's like, you know, we were, like, making out and all that. I was like, yeah, of course, me too. And then he's like, okay. And then we were, like, kind of, like, as he puts it, he was starting to finger blast her. <laughs> <laughs> and then she was, like, touching him and shit. And then, and then she, like, grabs his dick and she starts pulling his pant- her pants down. And she's like, tells him to stick it in and... So they're going at it on the floor, <laughs> like unbeknownst to me, I was totally passed out. But he said in the middle of doing it with this chick, he looks over and that other like army dude was awake and they like make eye contact. <laughs> and that dude's just staring him down, like giving him a death stare. And he's like, I'm inside this car. <laughs> <laughs> he was like so freaked out he didn't know what to do he didn't know to finish or what it's like finally that dude like looked away like he turned his head and closed his eyes but he said in the morning like that dude was still giving him like fucking death stares and shit so <laughs> we just he had to get out of there that was it so this yeah. motherfucker pulled a stealth bang on the floor <laughs> Not, not that stealthy. Apparently. I know, yeah, except for the one guy, right? The one guy. Johnson, this is your second near threesome, near orgy. Oh, <laughs> no, we were, it wasn't like it wasn't like a gonna mix situation. Like me and this dude had like picked up friends before. Like, All right. 
So and it never turned into from the game. bus station. No, no. <laughs> you think his army dude was pissed, like he wasn't getting any, or he was just like, like upset that he? I think he was just seeing it at all, or what? I don't know what his deal was. I think maybe just dude, like this guy's we were probably just been working that shit for like weeks, so then you anyways, motherfuckers so roll in and are like, like yeah, we'll do this in one night, and he's like, God damn it, I've been here for weeks. <laughs> yeah, but he just wants some. Yeah, but he but he had the other girl. He had the third whoever. <laughs> were these Korean girls or white girls? No, or... these were white girls. These were like Americans <laughs> or Canadians. I don't know. You and Cholak go to Asia and hit on only white girls. It's great. <laughs> it's you know it, it's just opportunity, Bush. It's <laughs> you go for what's available because they're all out. <laughs> they just look for the ones that are out in some foreign land, hardly speak the language. Oh, dude, no, it's, it's like me and Bush were talking about. It's like, it's like these people are like on vacation. They're on, on extended vacation, so it's just like fuck fest. I mean, yeah. Just... <laughs> and they have no yeah, reputation still. Yeah. Like... yeah. Yeah. It's it's nuts. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty crazy. Yeah. I feel like you had a much crazier time than I did, though. Johnson. Oh, dude, that's... you were there for longer too. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like that's... in Japan. I mean, in Asia in general, like me in Japan, oh. him in Korea. Yeah. I was there for three years. Johnson was there for like six. Mm, off and on, I was uh, I was off and on a lot. He was visa hopping. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I, I took a couple. I took years off in between. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Uh. Oh man. But yeah, yeah, I mean, that's a story that doesn't really involve me. I mean, I could, next time I'll tell stories that involve me. Uh, like I want that story I, now. Uh, that pick up a girl at Yukiko's birthday party in Bangkok. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That sounds. <laughs> Johnson, Johnson, I feel like, I mean, how long is that? Does anybody Let's keep do up with Yukiko? I don't, don't want to. Yeah, I'll save oh, it why didn't you time. tell that story? Uh, even better one is a hostel Jesus in Fukuoka, Christ, man. Where I banged this chick in the shower of the hostel. <laughs> did you wear... Oh, that's so dirty. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you remember to wear your flip-flops? No. No flip-flops. Man, you... <laughs> <laughs> you got to be careful, well, man. Oh, no, you could get athlete's foot. foot. No, but it was you a Japanese hostel, protection. so it was super clean. Everything was like... Immaculate. <laughs> oh, you're just float. You're just floating in lavender scented air. Hey, I've been, I've been to some filthy immaculate. Bangkok hostels. Like I know a good one. When I see it. <laughs> Hostel or brothel? Hostels. On that one, yeah. <laughs> it's not much different. Right? Yeah. Seriously. Oh. <laughs> Hostels cheaper. I don't know. I just like that. Damn! I just like that this dude like banged this chick on the floor in a room full of people. I just thought that was hilarious. <laughs> oh man! Some people are very sexually liberated. Dirtier than Johnson. Let's get this guy on here. This guy's filthy. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Which is surprising. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Oh, I know. yeah. So this guy is in Castor Link. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get a, I want to get Cholak on yeah, college stories, man. <laughs> it could be part of a sexpedition. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> sexpedition. Yeah, dude. Oh, my God. Hey, what, oh, he's the when worst. When you meet him, you're like, what yeah. a nice he's guy. Like, 
Oh yeah, this guy's the kid. He's the fucking guy that fathers are afraid of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I agree with that. Yeah, is he still alive? Oh my God. When you meet him, you're like, you're like, wow, he's one of the smartest guys I've ever met in my whole Johnson, fucking did life. You ever meet, uh, oh, wait, he's fucked half the girls I know. <laughs> That's kind of no. how it is. It, it was anyway. I don't know. I don't know what he's doing now. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, I yeah, he met lived him. with him in Chicago. He lived with him. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot and about that. Dude, I don't shit, remember. I, I just talk. yeah. God, you remember that shit? I like. He forgot about you, stuff. No, no, like no, everything from there is a fucking blur, me, man. Like me, me and Matt. Yeah, I was there. Because Maddie, you didn't move there year. until maybe a year, like maybe a year we after living, I moved there. We were living in Logan Square, and you guys were right. Like, no, Maddie was there the whole time. Maddie was there before everything. Oh, were you? Um. Yeah, that's pretty. That's cool. right. That's right. Uh, My bad. Um, but dude. I we were on fucking thirteen. Like, what was it? Of, like, Potomac, thirteenth of Potomac. How everything was awesome in that house, and then two people got together because it was the greatest time of my life. <laughs> like when, like when you guys lived there, and Matt and Morgan like hooked up. And, like there was the big fucking break. When? Yeah. What house? Yeah, because Ian was there, and like. Oh yeah, well, because we had all of our we had all of our other college friends that all lived there. This was ba- this was basically the hub of, <laughs> dude. It was crazy. We had yeah. Wait, Maddie, you lived and with so and Cholak and all that? No, uh, no. It was after you left, Matt. Then I moved in with Ian. Uh, anyway, long story short. Long story short. Me and Matt Johnson. We had some times, man. Remember uh, Cholak and some of these other crust kids that we knew at the time in Chicago? They went and fucking, they found the Odwalla uh, dumpsters where they throw away all that healthy juice. Dude, we lived off of uh, fucking Odwalla liter-sized juices and fucking granola bars for like six months, man. And none of us had a job. We were just fucking, well, actually, Johnson had a job. Johnson had a job. Um, I was working at Jimmy John's, but like I did everything I could to get fired from that job, and they just kept asking me to stay. Oh shit! Yeah, it was all about pot belly, man. Fuck Jimmy John's. <laughs> man, I, you, man. I, <laughs> I rode my like bike year round in Chicago, boy. Like, I, don't know, I, I, I paid like my dues. <laughs> I ain't leaving this room. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, dude, yeah, yeah, sex, sexcapade Chicago edition question mark sexcapade. That's the other name. Yeah, did we guys have any sexcapades? I'm trying to remember. I had a couple, not as many as I probably could have, but I'm aloof. Did we ever go? Did we go slang together? Um, not really. We went to like, (laughs) I mean, we were always. At like Intertown Pub and oh yeah, shit like that. I mean, I think <laughs> every now and again some came our way, but I was really drunk. Yeah. So <laughs> for years, for years, twenty three to twenty seven, blur. Right. I, I think that's the same for a lot of yeah. people. Coincidentally, when I started smoking weed. <laughs> wow. 
By the way, I think but we just have an appreciation for music like liturgy. Just saying. Helping me what? I feel like weed has helped my appreciation for stuff that I wouldn't normally listen to, like liturgy. Oh, yeah. I don't know why, but I mean, even Carl Sagan said the same thing. It, like, can, it can enhance your appreciation of art. Dude, it's the best. When I started smoking weed back there in Chicago, when I lived with Maddie and, and Eric B. Um, my favorite, my favorite I, I was like, all I would in, do is uh, just like, buy an eighth for $60 and go home. And smoke, like lock myself in the room just and fucking weed. just look at YouTube and download music all day. <laughs> that place, yeah. <laughs> fucking bum, dude. Dude. Oh, Rice was fucking awesome. That That's place was haunted. Love, bro. Yo. Right. That place was haunted. Haunted? Me and Maddie saw me and Maddie saw ghosts there, and then one of Maddie's friends one time was over, also, and he had maybe one drink also, as he got there, and he's we walking were getting ready into to leave the kitchen well. from our back patio, and, we all rode and he walks in, and all of a sudden, he he, like, his bike, eyes his get all weird like and shit, and he just like, hits the wall like and the slides cops. down and falls and like, over <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> Dude, yeah. It was a pa- it also didn't like Amber very much yeah. either. There was that one weird night. Oh, man. Dude, this oh, yeah. our fucking our ghost did not like this kid. I didn't like this kid. <laughs> Wait, what kind of ghost? Yeah, we had a ghost that was like it must have been like an old woman or like an old an older man or something because it re- it liked us. You know, it didn't ever bother us other than we would maybe like hear something in the kitchen or like see like there was one time I was I was That's playing video silly. games in the living room and then I could see somebody in the kitchen but Maddie was at work I saw them walk like in out to the back door or something like that and then one, I go uh, in there and I got one like, night really I freaked was, out uh, working and so on I went on like a two hour bike ride until Maddie could get home like, but the ghost liked us for the most part like, but anybody like, else like you could tell didn't like him knocked that kid out and didn't like Maddie's girlfriend and I swear to God, I saw like a woman, an older woman in old timey dress, just like standing where like our microwave was. And I was like, fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, when Maddie told um, me, he's just like, yeah, there was just like so, weird old lady with like an old timey dress or whatever. How many of you have seen paranormal like, activity? The hairs here. on the back of my neck stood the up movie. when he you told guys that story. High? I was like, oh, the movie, uh, just the movie. Not, I don't know, maybe, but not. Okay. I don't think so. I mean, so I was this dating this girl Amber, and <laughs> she like I was at work, and um, it was... she would text me. She's like, here's some like weird shit in your house, and I was like, oh, okay. A movie or real? And she was like. Two hours later, she was like, oh, yeah, I just saw your oh. tablecloth get, like, yeah, I've seen it. it just looked like someone picked it up and dropped it. And I was like, oh, that's pretty fucked up. So, like, I get home. I walk in the door. I was like, oh, hey, what's going on? And she's like, nothing. Everything's yep. fine. And I was like, oh, okay. Do you want to go get some food? She's like, no, we can just stay here. And I was like, oh, and it felt really weird in the house. And I was like, <laughs> uh, no. I was like, we, let's go out to dinner. And she's like no let's just we'll just stay here it'll be fine everything's okay and i'm like oh no 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 i saw a movie and i've seen too many horror movies so like 
I finally get her yeah, up and she's like getting place. dressed and like putting on shoes and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna change shoes real quick. So like I bend down and like I'm tying my shoe and this black mass runs in front of me and I was like, oh fuck, I'm out of here. <laughs> so like we get out and we get to dinner, it's totally fine. She's like a normal person. It was so fucking weird. That was the weirdest place I've ever lived in my entire life. But it was fun. Like, like Stefan and I would just be... go ahead, Stefan. <laughs> It was it was pretty strange actually. I uh I I was there a lot by myself. Hmm. I, well, no, I would like I would because Maddie uh was hanging out with Amber and would be at yeah. her. She lived like across town, so I'd just be like chilling there. And I worked late at night, so I'd get home at like three a.m. and fucking I'd have a bunch of Seven Eleven snacks and a bunch of weed, and I would watch. Anthony Bourdain until the sun rose because I was afraid I was afraid to go to sleep because you would just like hear shit in the other room and I blasted music all the time and I just stayed in my room but then like I had a closet in my room that it was a really weird closet like went behind my head and you would just hear shit like banging on that wall and stuff like that so I would just like (laughs) it was crazy dude and but all the all the people in that apartment building were like really Nice, yeah, like, and they're, like they're all Amber, really old, like some ro- scarf uh, Ukrainian that, like, people. Her sister had more and they from just whatever like, country she was from, and she's like, "You look Ula. cold. Do you need this?" And I was like, "What the?" Like, she brought. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> she brought me fucking cookies. She brought me cookies, uh, and she yes. brought me like Catholic adornments and shit, bracelets and stuff, all the time. <laughs> oh, are you fucking kidding me? It's because she. I thought it's her ghost, dude. Her ghost fucking loved us. Maddie, do you want to know something? Do you want to know something fucked up? Her sister lived in the. Her sister lived in that apartment that we lived in. Yeah, dude. I think she might have died there. <laughs> because because Ula would come up and le- Ula would come up and leave like goodies and stuff. So she would just leave them by the door. And then I would I would come back from work or something or come back from doing something and walk in and I'd have all these like oh muffins that she made and cookies and shit. And then uh, she would come by and leave me all these like little saints and things and Sorry tell me to pray and all this shit. And uh, I was just like, story what segment, the fuck? just saying. <laughs> but it was it was great. It was that was my best friend at the time. The uh, well, aside from Maddie, no, oh, sorry, yeah. but the ghost. <laughs> <laughs> It was a trip. Yeah. So you guys are confirmed. Yeah, you guys got a bunch of those stories. Wait, wait. Sounds that, good to, to me. Maddie, that's Stefan, not... this, you guys are like confirmed ghost believers, yeah? Like you saw. Yeah, definitely. And that's not the first ghost I saw in Chicago either. I don't I don't see, I've never really seen any ghosts in like Denver um, or Savannah. Johnson, dude. But right. Chicago, Chicago, I feel like I've seen at least two, like for real. See, here's my thing. This is what's interesting to me. Like, I would, I really want to believe in ghosts, but I've never seen anything personally. But I have friends who I trust their opinions who have told me anything stuff in the I've past. And now you guys are telling yeah. me this story. Anything. This is interesting. Go ahead, Stephen. I think to it's me, a... the stories always the, the stories always seem weird to me because it's like 
It's like they come back from the afterlife to to creak doors and to <laughs> yeah. splash water yeah, on, know, on you in your bathtub. It's like yeah. that's what you come back from from the dead for <laughs> to do stupid, stupid I, shit like that. Like, I, I think it doesn't make any sense. I think I think I think, or, or I just want to say I think <laughs> uh, tangent tangent tangent. Um, I think apparitions, visual apparitions, are just dimensional refractions. And and when you see things move and doors and sounds and shit is just like psychic energy. <laughs> All right, so here's the thing about Stefan. I'm going to explain this for the listener. As far as I can tell, anyway, Stefan is the most like I don't know if you want to call it the new agey, but like you're into some fucking like it's because you like tool and shit. That's how I look at it. It's because like, it's my mom. My mom is like she's super new agey. So I was raised on crystals and mysticism and superstitions. You know. Uh, uh, but and I I don't know. But yeah. Oh uh, so, yeah. So I, I, when you say all right, I, I want you to explain this because this I think this is like man, this is a whole other segment, isn't yeah, it? Right. <laughs> welcome, welcome, listener. Um, so uh, when you say inter- interdimensional like apparitions, explain that more in more detail, please. So what I think. So late in the last few years, I've been I've been like reading about like psychology. And the scientific study of mysticism, essentially, why we believe certain things and whatever. Um, so what I think about apparitions is like when we see something and, you know, you guys were talking about um, it having some kind of personality or like this is what you come back from the dead for. Um, that may very well be based on certain belief structures. But I think when you see something, it's a, it's a series of things happening one, it's like psychic energy you're projecting by being afraid of a place that feels creepy um, and and whatever ideas you think are maybe frightening or or would be would would put you in touch with that kind of spiritual side of things or so that that sounds like it refers back to your own psychology and not anything actually paranormal well. Maybe, but yeah, I mean, I guess I just, that's what I've, from stuff that I've like listening to coast to coast AM and shit (laughs) have derived for myself, I guess. Yeah, you're right. Um, But I think, but I think, yeah, it's a refraction of like dimensional kind of things. If we think about the universe being like kind of driven by thought, uh, as some people have theorized, um, or being like a holographic universe, you know, certain things that we're afraid of. It's, it's a connection of our own psychic kind of energy. <laughs> oh my God. This is just shit I read. You know, this is just stuff I think is interesting. No, it's, it's interesting. I mean, but there's definitely like, like for me, like, I mean, look, I grew up Christian and I'm no longer religious as probably everybody on my Facebook really knows by now, mm-hmm. but like, I don't really believe in like the Eastern mysticism stuff. Like there's like esoteric Buddhism and shit that I was like interested in researching. Do I believe it? Not really, but I'm very, I don't know. It's something very interesting about it. So, um, I think I'm not entirely like divorced. I haven't divorced myself entirely from that stuff, but as far as like believing it, like a hundred percent bet my life on it, probably not. I think, but my, again, it's a part of my love for Japan and like Asian culture in general. Like there's especially like the esoteric Buddhism type of stuff. I, I, some of that stuff is very interesting. Right. We, I think, I think ultimately what we, we start to, I think ultimately we, we, what the things that we think 
um, or the things that we take in, the things that we read, the things that we start to form our beliefs on are kind of superfluous to the way that things might possibly work. And we're just now reaching like a scientific perspective with that. But we're really only kind of, we're really only about a few hundred years into the study of not even just like mysticism and stuff like that, but just where quantum science is right now. It's starting to touch a place that is like hitting people. It's hitting a place in our understanding where we have to develop mythologies around things. So I think people's beliefs on ghosts and demons and whatever it is, um, it, it, part of it lies around who they are and where they've come from. But the other is the, uh, the like implied knowledge or the prescribed images of what a ghost looks like and this and that and this and that. So when I say that I've seen a ghost or I feel like I've seen a ghost, it's not necessarily that I think it's like some boogie, spooky thing trying to scare me or communicate with me. I think it's just something that happens within the, the fucking chaos of the universe that when we see it, uh, I mean, I've been, um, I don't know, just people, I think people experience things that, trip them out a lot more than they think but it's easy to write those things off or forget them if they don't if they don't lie within one's own personal like mythological thought structure i think there's 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 a difference between active disbelief and being unconvinced and i kind of fall near being unconvinced with this kind of stuff and somebody once told me like to be a true skeptic you have to be open to everything, at least at first, especially the presentation of any kind of new evidence for anything. Mm -hmm. If you actively disavow something immediately, that might show some prejudice or whatever, right, you know, right, something like right. that. So I had a good conversation um, one time with some yeah. people. Um, I had a good conversation with some time uh, with some people one time. We were talking about like ghosts and paranormal stuff and UFOs or whatever. And then some, and somebody brought up, they were just like, you know, it only takes one person to, to like present the doubt in whatever somebody might have saw, even if it's with a group of people, it only takes that one person because then it's going to be like a trickle down effect and everybody's going to start questioning whether or not they saw something or what it was. And I kid you not directly after that conversation, we're all heading back inside from where we were talking and there's this little like green glowing shit in the sky in Chicago, Chicago, something about Chicago, there's something going on, but there was just this little like bouncing green ball of light and we're all looking at it. And then it just kind of like peters out and whatever. And then after having that conversation, we're all just like, you know, I don't know, look on our face and then just like went inside. Well, there's like, I mean, really the most realistic interpretation of that is it was maybe a military aircraft that they're testing. Yeah. I mean, the, yeah, you know what I mean, like that's more than likely. You think you think yeah, that if 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 aliens had technology to travel light years to here, they'd have cloaking right. technology. Well, I'm not oh, saying that. Bush, I'll tell you why it's military. You know, the stealth bomber was yeah. in production since the '60s. You know, the thing that came out in the '90s, that triangle black airplane. Yeah, yeah. Like well, so, whatever the military is working on, they're 30, 40 years ahead of what's made public. So yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. And the, but the thing is, that's still a fucking great story. That doesn't have to be aliens. Yeah, that's yeah, something yeah. that America, right. America made some yeah. crazy ass technology. Oh. What the fuck do they have <laughs> yeah. now? You know? Yeah. Like, talk about this, yeah. Yeah. Talk about that stuff. Remind me of a couple months ago out here in California. There was, I guess, some 
I forget, it was like a missile test or something, but people at first didn't know what the hell it was. Oh, since. yeah, I remember seeing that. Um, yeah, online. And yeah. people were like, oh, it's aliens, oh, we're being attacked or something. And then finally the military came out. It's like, oh, no, we were testing like a third stage rocket or something. It's like, well, you could have just led with that and let us know. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, yeah, like, well, that's a cover up, bro. That been <laughs> yeah, why yeah. don't they let you know? Why Why does it have to, like, <laughs> that's why does some shit have to. That's the story they're telling you. <laughs> why does some shit have to explode in the sky? before yeah. they're like wouldn't it be better like after uh, i don't know this is conspiracy theory shit but there was that um this last summer there was a huge operation in the southwest and there was military craft everywhere uh, trucks and tanks and soldiers not so much in like the major cities but in smaller towns and smaller cities um i forget what it was called something 15 or something it was a huge operation and like they let limited uh information on about it yeah it's a huge training exercise um mm -hmm. that we have down here and we're just running through like certain protocol and so immediately people were like oh my god it's like the police state like amassing troops around the country to lock us down but you know ultimately the the best aspect of that was that they were actually at least something like pointing in that direction being like yeah we're doing something like back off which i still don't think is right but at the same time at least you get something yeah it's Before like, all that shit know, goes down. <laughs> yeah, like, even the other stuff you're talking about, like, uh, people are still skeptic and stuff that Paralysis? just, you know, falls oh, along dude. the line with, you know, scientific theory of, like, you know, bring up something, and then oh. we'll keep testing it. And, like, yeah. right, that one person, you can finally come back and say, no, you're actually a fucking idiot. But <laughs> at the same time, it's, like, fine for people to, like, question these things all the time. Yeah. And talk about, like, the ghosts and stuff keeps remind me of, like, the stories of, people who see like demons or something at night while sleeping and then like it's been kind of realized a lot of it is like sleep polaris paralysis paralysis yeah right now of, like realizing what the have any of you had sleep yeah, but, but, but listen to the way that people none of you listen to the way that the people talk about those experiences you know and 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 one Dude, thing is like it's a, is it's, so a, it's a really scary. like uh, untapped kind of disorder like nobody's read, really touching yeah. it because nobody really understands it, why and i was like um, taking the but if you Chicago, look at like mythological like, archetypes and shit like that's the all in there, there like, like right so you can oh, yeah. like read as you walk anyway I don't and know. i literally was walking hey, down a main street in chicago and no cars yeah. were on it and i was Negative. reading about no way adopted. dude that's where if you have you ever read the book communion why is there no one here i was like fuck this shit talking about that shit back in savannah dude i remember that shit hands down the the scariest book i've ever read um because and on one Yeah. <laughs> Dude, no, that that book is terrifying, man. If if you ever if you ever want to yeah. know what it's like to stand next to or be in the presence of an alien, as far as we can comprehend or understand, read that book. That shit is scary as fuck. And the thesis the thesis of that is that if beings that are that might be more advanced than us doing these experiments on us or whatever, not that I'm saying that's what I believe, but I'm saying beings that would do that wouldn't understand any um any sense of like violation they would see us as like a deer like they're tagging you know mm -hmm. um and so that's one theory 
and the, but with that book, like Whitley Stryber, the author of that, has oh, gone on so record uh, hundreds, to- hundreds of times saying that that is a true story um, and that he's a victim of rape by aliens. This is what this man has said. And, but he's one of my favorite writers. Like something about what he says in terms of UFOs and aliens and shit and the experience, especially in communion, it has a lot to do with that same psychology that James is talking about um, with sleep paralysis. And so, like, there are certainly, if you watch that net, that documentary on Netflix, Nightmare, that should, all ha- that should all have your jaw dropped, man. I'm just like, I shall watch this post haste. Dude, it's terrifying, but it speaks to something. It speaks to that psychology. It speaks to the scientific method that, that James is talking about. But also, I think a huge component of all this, like, ghosts haunting aliens and stuff is what we are able to dream up like our imaginations are meeting the fucking laws of nature halfway. And I mean, like what you, what you said earlier about, uh, if like mysticism and, and coming into the fold with quantum mechanics or whatever, like we're way out of our, our league here. But like (laughs) if, uh, as soon as you were able to measure any of this, it could be the most new agey mysticism crystal shit of all time. <laughs> if, if you can, if you can measure it, right. it will become science immediately. Right. Well, that's the thing is there's like, it's like if you, if you could do magic, but you were somehow able to measure it, it's science at that point. Right. Well, yeah. So right. I, like, so I'm just, well, what the point I'm trying to say is like that line between the, this mysticism stuff and science is it's there, but it's, it's thinner than you might well, think. Well, with like the ghost stuff, I mean, there I are think people it's... who try to measure it, but they, you know, kind of right. come up short. Right. Well, that's the 1920s. They were trying to figure out if there was something called the aether that existed all around us, you know, and and that was disproved at a certain point. Um, and so now, so now all you have is a re- all you have is like. Basically, what you have, science, spirituality, religion, whatever it is, is people are trying to find the answers and deducing it through filters that are either mythological, logical, or, um, I don't know, entertainment, Uh, you know? So it's like we're all trying to process the same questions. A lot of the stuff, I think, harkens back to our own psychology. It's it's all in our mind. So when something like that happens to me... Okay, um, so when you before you encountered this like ghost, a, did like anybody tell like, you oh, that I've met this malicious, malicious apparition like or this ghost no, or whatever? And I've no. never had anything like that. It's just been like a weird thing that happened. I think it was Maddie. Maddie telling me he Maddie? he thought he saw somebody in the kitchen or something. Yeah. 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 Little did they know. Yeah. I think I think we I think we were allowed to to be a part of that somehow, you know, like the people, the tenants of the building, yeah. they were a lot older and they were all kind of related. They all knew each other and they were, you know, at first I think they're like, they didn't really want us to move in, but like me and Maddie were nice enough, unassuming enough to be let in. So, you know, it, it's, it, 
Maddie was the first one. Maddie was the first one who told me anything about uh, like maybe seeing something or hearing something. And then at the time, I was befriending the fucking the sister downstairs, Ula, who kept thinking I was her grandson. Like she was shit. far. Like they were all really old. <laughs> but I think I think everybody in that building was comfortable no. enough with us. It's like it's like when you, so you it's like when you befriend somebody and it takes a while before they kind of let their hair down or whatever. And so it didn't happen immediately, but it was like gradual, and we were a part of their home. You know, so I felt like we just kind of got a little glimpse into their um, into their world, and I think maybe those feelings stirred up something in that apartment yeah. because I do remember her saying something about her sister living yeah, up right. above, but I, I didn't connect it now until so Maddie uh, said something I, about her sister. Okay, was there ever a point where you guys went to the local library and like looked up old newspapers, like trying to find out? <laughs> no, 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 because it was. It, well, 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 you know what? You know what? That's a good point, though, because like the thing that didn't happen is these things happened infrequently and stuck with us. So, you know, it's our imaginations meeting at halfway and both Maddie and I love horror movies. So we're immediately like, hell yeah, ghosts, like just don't fuck up my shit or like, you know, possess my girlfriend, which she broke the deal, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but. But yeah, it was it wasn't it wasn't so much that it like terrified either of us, but I do remember feeling like very eerie. Um when I'm in a place like I really tend to inhabit the place that I'm in. So I feel like there's not enough room for a lot of stuff to kind of bug me because I'm just taking up all the space, <laughs> if that makes any sense. Um but but I feel like there was something going on, like a weird little energy. Um and that led me to kind of start thinking about this kind of stuff more. Okay, can you confirm that Ula was real? Um, I can <laughs> confirm that Ula is real. I have a voicemail on my phone from back when I left there <laughs> it, on my iCloud. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. I, I've thought about that a bunch. I had her phone number somewhere. It's somewhere around here. I know, dude. I, I don't know. I don't want to think about it. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I was always, I always felt like there was like some real paranormal kind of psychic energy going on in Chicago. It's such an old city, man. Like everywhere you turn, everywhere you look, there's something that has gone on there, like in a significant way. So it's like, are we, are we just like perceiving all this chaos and, 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 focusing on the parts that we want to or are we seeing something that is that is that is actually there <laughs> yeah see that's my thing i've I'd been to a lot of old places that are said to have had mm. stuff and i've never well, like i said i never, never i never had any any experiences in savannah which is like one yeah. of the most haunted cities apparently but i think it i think it has i think it has something to do with where you where you kind of rest on that thing like think about this is a weird way to put it, but think about a ghost or some kind of entity as like a puppy yeah. that has been adopted. You know, it's going to take some time. There's a part of you that has to open up for a part of that thing to come in. Yeah, but you guys had a shared experience. Yeah, I think if you go into a place looking yeah. for it, I think Maddie and I are both very like, like, similar there, in our sensitivity about things, you know, just in general. So I think... By us being there, basically the way best way I can say it is, I think this ghost like didn't mind us being there, but wanted us to know that it was there. Okay. 
<laughs> but that's the new AG me yeah, talking. Right. Like you know, I, I could talk about it all day. But it's just I think really where where you where you stand on it. That's the reality you live in. Perception is your reality. Mm. Yeah. Very true. What? Well, I'm like Andrew. It's like I don't particularly I believe in it, but I, I would love the, to I was see up really late I when could. I saw the Well, you know, it's like think about think about if you ever but, read um, up about like lucid dreaming. I don't dreaming, know. It was just too um, weird and jarring. A lot of that is just like, like establishing oh, like your I'm personal archetypes. The person that things that you really like these experiences. I don't know when you see something that's what I'm saying is like get your attention and then you like I just turned to my computer and looked at it and I was like I don't want to turn. I don't. I want think to you know, like where's where the like. I don't know. The maybe the horror movie fan in me but I've is never, like it'll I've be never, right next well, to me. You know, maybe. Uh, maybe that's I, a factor in it. You know. And then I look back and it was gone. It, it hits was like a, uh, a, a second. Being high. And then I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I feel like <laughs> the thing. You know what like turn what like what makes me feel like it's just human psychology this one of the first things I started to realize when I started to become less religious was I noticed that only Catholics saw saints like if you're from the south there's no right there's no Catholics or Jewish people it's all Protestant right. and they would see saint this saint that saint Matthew yeah. saint whatever um, somebody from a Catholic background, people from Japan only see certain kinds of apparitions. And I'm like, Hmm, seems to point remarkably towards their own culture. Well, exactly. It's um, a, it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, what's the word? Um, poly, what's the word? <laughs> a pantheist. It's like a pantheist kind of belief structure. It's a mythology that's been ingrained in those cultures that is based on deities that represent, everything they represent all the little things that Major. you encounter yeah and so it's like if you have if you had that scope on the world um and and in terms of thinking like perception is reality then imagine how much you're letting in by by establishing your own pantheist kind of mythological but but if it were, if it was empirically true if if any one of the religions was true then it would not revert back or refer back to anyone's culture right everybody would be seeing the same thing everybody would well, be seeing jesus thing. We, or everybody we, would be seeing Buddha. we are everybody would be seeing saint matthew we are though that's that's the people in japan <laughs> people in japan wouldn't be seeing buddha they'd be yeah. seeing they'd be seeing uh jesus or, or whoever if it was all empirically true that's the underlying power of mythology like it's not it's not what you see it's how you see it and we're 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 so separated, you know, as in our regions and our cultures and stuff like that, the way that we're brought up, what we're introduced to. That's why you think about like, and then you take like a mono, um, uh, like a mono kind of theist uh, belief structure where you have, have a, all have this a, mythology uh, really pointing good. to one thing instead of mythology well. that well, works together in, in, in harmony. Then, then you start to get into the question of whether uh, or not... It's, 
I don't know, recommend it to anyone. And like, what is uh, more I like of a controlling, more rigid kind of belief structure? What is you're it's calling the into most question the reality thing at that I've point. ever experienced in my entire life. Yeah, I mean, this is like uh, no. Um, so I was saying we went from a sex <laughs> story, and I was laying on a couch, like some dude and, uh, banging some other dude, looking at that guy. <laughs> just like threw up the night. Like, I don't very know really what I was doing, but it's all connected. It's all connected, brother. And I've been, it's the coldest I've ever oh, been in my dude. entire life, and like I've lived in Chicago, and I've been through some fucking cold ass winters there. But this is like, like I could see my breath. All right. And I looked, and I, like I'm I was looking around, and everything was kind of dark. But you know, like in a dark room, you can still kind of make out certain objects. And I get to like where my feet are, and I look up, and there's just this intense blackness, like you can't see anything in it. And I felt like something was staring Did you see at things? me from it. Just like it was the most terrifying thing I've ever experienced. And I like if you watch the the documentary, the nightmare. People talk about the crazy stories that people tell, which I can't like confirm that nothing like that happened to me. But I did feel like if someone was watching me and this intense blackness, but it's a crazy documentary and some of it hits home for me. Um, it, man, I don't know, man, it was the most terrifying and I kind of woke myself out of it. And like, I just had to wake up on my friends like PS4 and just like watched. I was like, what's the clue? I just need to watch something. So I watched like the entire first season of blacklist and i was it was like terrifying stefan and i went and saw um paranormal activity and we like rode our bikes there for this like preview showing and like we got out of it and i was like that's pretty creepy and we talked about as we rode our bikes home in chicago and uh we get back what do you remember when we saw Paranormal Activity and rode our bikes? Oh, and we went home. I was like, dude, I gotta watch like something funny afterwards, just to like clear my head, you know. And I watched something, and I still had fucking nightmares. That scared the shit out of me. God. <laughs> when I was a kid, if I got scared in a movie, I'd turn on a comedy. Like if I watched a horror movie, I'd turn on Comedy Central. What was it? What? Oh, right, right. I didn't hear the title. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, I always like, I see the kind of going back to yeah. what we were talking about earlier not too much but um maddie was talking about how he saw this like shadowy figure yeah, uh, like run at him a, or whatever when i was living in louisville um, a place called Waverly i always Hill thought that Florida, that maddie was like he had that he was maddie was more willing to actually high. see a ghost than and i was just, you can spend because uh, anytime i've thought that there I've might be a ghost around me in my own like freaking myself out just like thinking about it too much um it's always been like don't open your eyes like don't see what you could possibly see or what you believe that you could see you know 
So it's like, on one hand, I've like never actually seen anything like walking down a hallway, turning my head to see something. But then on the other hand, I've never actually like been to the point where I'm like, yeah, I'm cool just seeing this ghost. That's cool. (laughs) But I think there's a part of Maddie where he's just like, is kind of cool seeing the ghost just to know, you know. Yes. There's a. Yeah, that was a that was a trip. What we were planning. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird story, but I feel like if we get into it, it's like going to be like another hour. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's a there's a really great. For for the for. <laughs> well, I just want to confirm the, that it's real or not. That's my yeah. Thing. For for the for myself. For the listeners, there's a uh, there's a great documentary called Spooked about Waverly Hills, um, that kind of mm-hmm. runs down the whole tale of what that place was. <clears throat> yeah, it's all that. The the apparition most commonly seen in that asylum are shadow people. That was the first time I ever like was introduced to the idea of like shadows that move. Um which which when you when you look at like if you go on YouTube and you look up ghost videos and UFO videos and stuff, there are more there are more yeah, there are more of these videos out now than there ever have been and it could be special effects for sure. But I think as, us as being like digital like kind of oriented with digital art and film and video and stuff like that. There's, you know, sometimes I'm just like, that's like, whether or not that's true, that's a good video. You know, it's like, I don't know. Mm. <laughs> this so good. Anyway. Indeed. Are they people from the future? Do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Well, that, I'd say they're usually from the past, aren't yeah. they? They're usually dead. Well, I guess something that reminds me of Prince of Darkness. Dude, when I was a kid, to, <laughs> to this day, I thought I thought aliens were the scariest monster because they were the most likely to exist. I thought the same yes. thing because I saw that movie Fire in the Sky, and it scared the shit. Dude, if I saw that when I was a kid, I would have killed myself. Oh, I wouldn't be yeah. I wouldn't be here today if I if I had I seen that movie. Did, I saw that movie. I saw that movie for the first time at Superhouse, the actual Superhouse yeah. for the listener back when we were in college, and I was like, "Good lord, I'm good. I'm seeing this one when I'm an adult." Yeah. God, dude, that was like that's because remember Unsolved Mysteries yeah. in the '90s talked about that shit a yeah. lot, and that was one of the first things that turned me on, or turned me off, I guess, to to aliens and the possibility and let me tell you every time i tell a japanese person that i'm most afraid of aliens they laugh their asses off because they think it's so silly because to them ghosts and shit Um, or you know uh, kappa or whatever like they have all these monsters 
So Joey was talking and, about and how like we aliens don't even come into the picture for them. But I think, I think with American go culture, we got forest, Area 51 uh, mainly, and, see some and you know, we have all these movies and stuff. And 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 I think to Americans especially, aliens uh, seem more real. What's well, the scientific shit. equivalent of a ghost or a monster? That's what. Oh I'm yeah, doing. dude. Yeah, it's it's seriously, it's the most likely. Yeah. It really is. It's our new, it's our new modern age answer to a, you know, thing we can't explain. Plus, if again, if, if they were to travel here, they would be more advanced than us. They could kill us in a second. So yeah. they would be scary if they did come. Sure. Oh, yeah. It wouldn't be like Independence Day. They would just like gas us or something. There'd be no. No, I mean, they could, they could kill us before we even detected them. Yeah. So there's no reason even being worried about yeah. it because it'd be over before we knew it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> hey, my name's Andrew. I've been Andrew. in that area before. Is that where that suicide forest is, Bush? You talking about suicide yeah, forest? Yeah, is it there? I've never been to that forest, but I know what you're is talking about. near Fuji? Or... I think uh, so, yeah. But, dude, isn't that forest with all the, that, those huge hornet, hornets? I have no idea. <laughs> Have, dude, look up this shit. It's nightmare fuel. Oh, really? They, these hornets oh, are sound. ridiculously huge. They're like prehistoric monsters. Dude, it's like the fucking crows in Japan. The crows in Japan are massive and scary. Love it. But crows don't have like huge stingers, oh, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like if you don't seek immediate attention, you're dead. These hornets are ridiculous. Did you encounter one in real life? Like no, I, I dude, I, I would have told you about that already. Yeah. Like. <laughs> This look up Japanese giant hornet. <laughs> yeah, dude, they're they are insane. Oh, shit. They're insane. Yeah. Holy crap! You see him, Johnson? You should put this in your Pokeball, man. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, speaking of the paranormal, how about that Doctor Strange trailer? Oh, yeah. yeah, there's a good segue. Great segue. <laughs> oh, what a good segue! <laughs> so, what'd you guys think? Looks good. Yeah. Yeah, it looks insane. Loved it! James, you've been quiet for a bit, man. What's up? Yeah. What'd you think? Yeah, I've really enjoyed it. So far, I think probably a lot of other people's my favorite shot is a very Inception-looking shot of New York just mm. folding over on itself. Where they're definitely going to bring the weird with this one, I think. I love that. Yes, definitely. Let's go to Johnson real quick. Uh, yeah, uh, I got to say, concerning Benedict Cumberbatch, I think a beard really evens out his look. Because he usually looks like a weird lizard person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he looks good. He looks good in this. He looks... And the trailer looks good. He's not going to have that beard yeah, forever. Yeah, he should keep it. Because mm -hmm. there's some shots from Sherlock. I don't know if it's the lighting or something, but he looks like a fucking lizard human hybrid. He's got kind of a strange look, yeah. yeah. I, I, I give you that. I can imagine a big, For long sure. tongue coming out of his mouth. <laughs> I never heard lizard before, but... Uh, his eyes, totally. I'm sure there's some crazy conspiracy theorists that are... Dead, cold-blooded that, like, that probably think lizard he is. Lizard people! He's actually yeah, from the fifth dimension. Here. Um, who are we missing here? Maddie. Uh, I thought it looked uh, great. Uh, it's definitely, like I've said before, I'm kind of excited for them to get back into kind of the weirdness and the magic that Marvel has in it. Um, I was just thinking the other day, I put in a, uh, 
I forget what I was watching, and uh, I put it in. It had a trailer for uh, Ghost Rider to Vengeance. And I was like, man, what a weird fucking movie. I fucking love that. And I owned it on Blu-ray, and I was like, I need to watch this again. But I really like that movie because it's dark. It's fucking weird as shit. And I'm excited for Marvel to kind of get back into magic just to bring out some of, like, the creature and the darkness that it, like, that, that universe has. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited yeah. to see what comes of Doctor Strange and how he'll fit into the universe that they're setting up. Yeah, I dude, like as you guys know from the messenger, I fucking loved it. Um, and like after I've like taken like some time to think about it more, um, like I, I said in the chat earlier that I liked it more than Civil War, but I think it's going to be apples and oranges. Oh, yeah. Um, ultimately, because they're just even though they're in the same universe, they're superhero, they're Marvel, they're going to be completely different movies. And um, I mean, but God, it's looking really good. It's looking like there was this news story a few months ago that said that Marvel um, was no longer uh, under like Disney's third or fourth dude. They're Marvel reports directly to the top top guy at Disney. So. And I think it opened up their budget, too. And if you look at a movie like Doctor Strange, I mean, that, that shit's looking like it has a huge budget, especially special effects. And that looks great. I think my favorite shot wasn't the city folding in on itself, but it was the um, just the way the floor was looking whenever um, I think that was uh, Mads Mikkelsen walking and doing a bunch of fucking magic, like moving his waving his arms here and there. Oh, yeah. I, I love that. I think they're going to like they're going to talk about like your mind being opening and like pseudo spiritual Eastern philosophy shit. Even though I don't believe in it in real life, it's going to be fucking great for a comic book movie. Mm-hmm. I'm going to fucking love it. It's going to be great. Yeah, man, I agree. I, uh, I definitely, I'm definitely interested to see where this goes. I, I don't know a ton about Dr. Strange, but it's something that I want out of the Marvel universe. Like we've seen the sci-fi element and like, you know, we've got the action movies and I'm really like all that weird mystical shit that like each Marvel has their own, DC has their own. I'm ready for more of that stuff. I'm, re- you know, give me something different. Mm-hmm. And Doctor Strange looks like that, so I'm I'm totally game for it. Yeah, it does have a totally different feel. I mean, it looks a lot sure. like Inception from the trailer. Yeah. And yeah. Batman Begins. Yeah. Apparently there are going to be some interstellar type moments too in it. So we're in for some, some cool shit. And they said, I don't know if this is official or not, but like, you remember that scene in Ant-Man where he goes into like some other dimension because he goes so small, the microverse. That was also like Marvel, like saying, Hey, we're about to get weird. Yeah. They actually did say that that is like sort of hinting towards like the extra dimensional stuff that Dr. Strange is going to be getting into. So that was sort of a bit of a taste of it there. And there was a there was a celestial head when they go to nowhere yep. in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yep. Like there's been like these little hints here and there. And 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 now we're going to see more of that. And I think that's going to be so great. Yeah. If they can invoke a lot of like the earlier Jack Kirby type of stuff, which they have, like, as you mentioned, nowhere in Guardians of the Galaxy. And also when they met with the collector, when he was showing off uh, the different stones and it showed that one giant dude uh, with with the uh, the staff uh, hitting the ground with the power stone like that is like directly taken from like Jack Kirby type drawings. And if you look back at earlier Doctor Strange 
you know, comics, just the weird shit they gets into. I'm really hopeful that they go that route. Yeah, I was so into this trailer, I, I, I tried to quote-unquote acquire some comics online, but it's been kind of hard to find these files because, like, they say some of the best stories are some of the first, like the, mm -hmm. the Ditko and Stan Lee run from Strange Tales. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I, I want, I'm going to get those eventually. Cause I'm, I'm so interested. And they say that like, you know, it was like what, 63, 65 when this came out and they were probably on some heavy drugs. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I'm, I'm very interested to see how all that, how those comic, those like drug fueled comics are going to influence this, movie because it looks like they're really going to lean into that agreed yeah definitely, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. it's kind of weird though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's just so weird that there's so I guess many that's all we gotta say about that <laughs> i just for me being like the little side of me is i'm just so excited for all of it like it could be the worst looking movie. Like I saw the Fantastic Four movie that just came out. I was like slightly, I was excited for it because even it, even though it was shitty, I was, I was, I was really excited just to see a Fantastic Four movie again. I think that there is something to people, especially our age, yeah. that grew up seeing a bunch of comic book stuff but never a comic book movie in the nineties. And now that we get all this stuff, yeah. even though if it's terrible, yeah. we're like, well, I'm glad it exists. Well, the thing is that like, like what you just said, that's the main thing. Yeah. Hmm? I mean, in the nineties, we didn't get, we didn't get a whole lot. Cause it, uh, we got blade at what? 98, 99. Mm -hmm. But that that was it, and we got we got Batman and Robin and Batman Forever. You know, we it was we got raped in the nineties, but yeah, now it's it's really good. It, it, like like Maddie said, I think I think this holds true for anybody in their in their early thirties, late twenties. Like, yes, we're just glad we're glad it's here. Yeah, I feel though also now though we finally have it with the technology at the point that is to be able to see these comics, but. For most of them, like yeah, the writing's so good. We, I still feel like people are disappointed when it, it does turn out to be shit too, because like there's so many others right out, out now that are just so good. Like why we held like you know Batman Super, uh, Batman vs Superman to a higher standard when like there's so much all this other good shit mm. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Now we can like have our pick, right? Because yeah. there's just so much, so much stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I guess we got to move on. I think we said all we were going to say about Doctor Strange. Uh, the, only thing, um, the only thing I could what was think next? of was Oh, did you guys have uh, an obscure game pick? No. No, no, no. What, how do you... <laughs> Nobody? Ico, I, the, um, I don't, I, Echo? I don't the know dolphin? how to pronounce it. I, feel, I, I hear it said oh, I, different I, ways. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, I don't know if that's like... That's it for me. I didn't know about, but I heard people talk about, and then I saw it, and I was like, oh, I'll give this a shot, and then just fell in love with it, and then, um, oh, God, Shadow of the Colossus came out, 
And there's that, that was just one game that, like, it's just like, you know, I'm not, like, a huge gamer, but, you know, I definitely like interesting yeah. art style. I mean, I think you, I, I think all of us know each other very well, and that's just something that most of us have played. And just a, a cool concept for a game, like the puzzle system and then, like, going on to Shadow. I just think that team that does those yeah. games just, like, kind of opened the world for me of what video gaming could be. And it didn't necessarily have... Yeah, uh, it was just something, like, I was playing in... Like, when I played uh, Ico, yeah. Ico, whatever it's called, uh, it was... Because I was in, uh, in college with you guys, like, at our school, and I finally saw a video game that was art. And it didn't necessarily have a story or really good game mechanics is pretty simple in what it is and that's what i liked about it that mm-hmm. it was more about art in the video game world and that, that's like my pick and i thought about it for a while and i was like i don't even know if that's indie but that's what i'm picking <laughs> uh i think that's on the cusp but yeah that's that's good that's good. Yeah, but this isn't indie. This is like obscure games, right? Just that, like hardly anybody. Obscure. Um, I mean, I think that Ico will. Oh yeah, yeah definitely. Ico was associated with. Um, Ico's associated with Shadow of the Colossus, so I, I think that I think it's going to remain known just because of that association. But um, but I think that also at the same time, a lot of people don't know about that game. So yeah, you know, it's it's whatever, you know. But yeah, I think I agree with Maddie in the sense that it was one of those games that brought like a sense of artfulness to to get to I've games. Never you know? so uh, maybe there were games before that that I've were never very felt artful. So bad but for killing that Ico and Shadow of the Colossus, Colossus was like that was like one of the first like, times I you looked at a video game. I was like, wow, I want to progress the story, but something's really special we, about they that. They haven't done anything to me. I just have to do this because some fucking being says <laughs> I have yeah, to do yeah, it to yeah. save this girl that I don't even know. Like. There's no context to why I feel this way for this girl. Ah, they're just such man. Those guys, Last Guardian, come out now. I need you. But that, that's <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you have one, Johnson? No. Oh, I mean, I, I did. Oh, dude. Several, but um, just choose one. Go Do they ahead. have to be good games? <laughs> no, they should be games that you kind of <laughs> like for whatever reason. All right, so I think me and you played. Uh, do you remember Night Slashers? Yeah, 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 yeah. We beat that game. Yeah, bro. yeah. It was like an arcade game. It was like a beat 'em up, but it's like I like I played it once at like some random bowling alley, and I never heard anything about it ever again until I downloaded it. But like. You literally fight every single monster that exists. I mean, you fight zombies, werewolves, Frankensteins, Dracula, fucking demons, Jason, Freddy Cougar, whatever. But, like, uh, like the best part is the first level, you, like, drive in in this, like, A-team van into the, like, morgue of this hospital, and your guys jump out, and there's, like, these zombies rolling off the shelves, and you know, crawling out of their body bags. And uh, remember that character, the one guy who, he's like some rocker dude, but he's got like cyborg arms. 
Yeah, this is like early '90s, still living off the '80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Type of type of vibe, but yeah, I know what you're talking it about. It's great, man. Like, it's pretty. It looks really good. It looks like a Capcom game almost, but it's a Data East uh, arcade game. But I mean, there was this time when Johnson was living in. He was living with me for like a month. In, uh, yeah. in yeah, in L.A., and we went through this like. Uh, old arcade kick, and we played Night Stalkers and all Slashers. these other games like Cadillacs and Dinosaurs yeah. and shit. If you if you if you emulate uh, Mame at all, like you know these games, and yeah, it was it was a great time because Johnson had that pick back then, and I was like, I never even heard of yeah. it. Yeah, I'm just the thing. I'm just surprised, like I don't see anything about it. Or it's obscure, man. I mean, I don't think it had a big run even back then. Yeah, no, it was on the back shelf for sure. Yeah, it was fun. It was it was so easy to beat those games That's because when you yeah, emulate, yeah. you just put in a quarter by pressing R two, right. and then you just keep yeah, going. But it, yeah, it was good. No. Yeah, we played quite a few. Do you remember Armored Warriors, the one that led up to yeah. Full Metal Madness? Like it was those robots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does anybody remember Full Metal Madness? No. It's like this robot fighting game. Like you're these big giant, like you know, five oh, story dude. tall robots. The Alien versus Predator game for the you're arcade beating was the awesome. shit out of each other. But the, originally it was a beat 'em up. I, I downloaded an like emulator. A, it was just Capcom, to play and so that. it's kind of like the same setup. As then like, I deleted. Uh, I was Predator like, I'm done. Alien, My childhood is done. But... Now I can right. move on as an adult because I've beaten oh, yeah. this game. I did. Yeah. Um, yeah. Funny enough, uh, Andrew, uh, while I was working at Half Price Books, yeah. we had a Jaguar come in, and then that game and several others came in with it. Maddie, did and you there ever was play a moment the Jaguar where I was like, you should game? blow all of your money on this just to play this Alien vs. Predator game. But I do it. Uh, I just, like... I felt like if I got it, I would just hate it because, on just because the graphics would be so it on, bad. Uh, on Windows, but uh, I don't think it, you probably have a Mac, huh? Yeah, no, no. It's probably like the best. Like from what I've heard, it's the best of that. Like any any series of that game that have come out. Um, That's it's probably true, just something that, that I'll that never game play. Is known to but, be like the hallmark I mean, of that system, you know. Uh, All right, Andrew. I'm I'm drunk right now, and then tonight I'm just gonna download a bunch of shit. <laughs> you should eventually, man. You are such a huge Alien and Predator fan. Like you're you're doing yourself a dis a disservice by not playing. Andrew ain't got time like. for that. I got Dark Souls to get through, man. <laughs> you need to get yourself Windows on a virtual box, and then emulate it in that shit. Yeah. <laughs> dude when i would play games with johnson i noticed johnson liked like three things anything that was like war related like call of duty or metal slug anything that was like metal as fuck like demon's crest or uh or like uh night stalkers like you just said like monsters and shit and then what was the other one yeah Chicks. God, there was some other shit, but it was, oh, robots! So. Yeah, 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 you fucking you'll 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 play any fucking game with some robots in it. Speaking of which, uh, I was like, man, Johnson is consistent as hell. Yeah, 
Speaking of which, that, that brings up another one. Stefan, you were a Genesis head, right? Is he the... Ah. We lost Stefan due to his connection, I guess. Sorry, Stefan. Yeah, I was going to ask about Ranger X. That's another one nobody seems to know about. But it was this amazing giant mech game. It was like probably the most... I never heard about it until, I, until, I, until you told me about yeah. it. But yeah, that game is real good. And if you look on... Um, if you search like Genesis Hidden Gems yeah. it, it's on, on Google, it shows up quite a bit. Every time, almost, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a super cool game. Really good soundtrack, too, like for a 16-bit game. Um, I think uh, I think my pick would be um, – I talked about with the Johns. I talked about this with Johnson, like on Johnson and Bush, like way back. But there's this game I found – I didn't play this when I was a kid – but it was because it was for Turbo Graphics 16. It's called Photograph Boy. Oh, and you go around like taking pictures of uh, like crazy shit that happens, but there's a lot of obstacles in the way. And like you could take a picture of an alien or uh, or like somebody falling off of, of, a, of a like a carnival ride or something or like a, cra- a train or a plane crashing from the sky or <laughs> whatever like or or like there'll be a girl like about to take a shower or something it's it's kind of a fucked up game but it's really fun and i got kind of addicted to it and the second level is actually one of the most fucking racist things i've ever seen in my life it's it's like what japanese people thought of like harlem in 1992 is what it feels like like they all have like what looks like black face with like really big lips and uh like there's they even have like fuck written in graffiti everywhere and like characters throwing knives and it's just ridiculous and uh but i mean other than that it's such a fun and weird weird game do you take any upskirt shots actually yeah there are some there is some of that the thing about turbo graphics is like they were trying to compete with Nintendo and Genesis any way they could. So what they did was they allowed R-rated type shit. Mm. Like there was one of the Turbo Graphics' uh, most I famous games is a game called Devil Crush, and it has like pentagrams and all kinds of metal ass shit all over it. It's a pinball game, <laughs> but it's something that Nintendo would have never done, and uh, it was like their way to compete. Like there was a Splatterhouse also on uh, on Turbo Graphics, so. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, James, did you say one? No, I haven't had a chance. I've, uh, like, I play a lot of the big games too. Like, I just picked up Dark Souls 3 as well and The Division, but, yeah, like, cool. I've been playing, like, a lot of different yeah. indie games lately. I don't know how many are really obscure, but, like, I've been playing through, you know, Hyper Light Drifter. I know Joey talked about that a little bit last time. And probably one of my favorite games over the past couple of years uh, was like Hotline Miami. Uh, uh-huh. You guys heard of that? Oh yeah. It's, yeah. What did you say, James? Yeah, it's fantastic, and especially for the music as well. Like, there's just so much, so much like awesome curated music for that. Okay. Like, if you ever list, uh, like Carpenter Brute, uh, which is basically like synth by way of horror movies. Nice. And I love that. Uh, uh, Carpenter Brute. It's a. Uh, they do like really good synth music. That I would say is like very horror movie evocative, and it kind of fits perfectly with the game, which is you know a top-down, you know pixel art-looking game where 
you're basically just running into rooms murdering the Russian mob any way you can, <laughs> and it gets fucking brutal as hell. It's almost like a, a puzzle murder simulator in a way, since you have one life, you get killed instantly in one hit, but it's like you can instantly restart. And so you're just trying to figure out how to kill all these guys to get through the next room. And then finally when you complete the level, you kind of have to just like go walk through all your carnage back to your car again. And yeah, it's like one of my favorite games from the past couple of years playing that. But I've been, you know, just playing like a ton of different games like that. And Loof Rousers was another really good one, which is a uh, bullet hell game where you can like customize your uh ship and uh has another really really good soundtrack those bullet hell games i i i sort of liken them to fighting games where the the, the most a lot of people don't like them but the people that do like them it's their favorite genre of all time it's like a really rabid fan base yeah yeah that reminds me of a really good one and you know how much i disdain steampunk but there's, there's, <laughs> yeah. there's a sort of like steampunk anime bullet hell game called Pro Gear that's really gorgeous, really beautiful, a lot of fun. Play it if you want. What's the name Pro again? Pro Gear. Pro Gear for what system? Uh, it was a arcade emulator. Emulated. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, but yeah, it looks like uh, Porco Rosco or something, but like, oh, you know, crazy. Oh, there's Joey. Cool. Awesome. Hi, Joey. Anybody got anything else? Okay, I guess not. <laughs> we were going to talk about um, Dark Souls 3, but Joey couldn't be with us today, I don't think so. Or maybe... I'm, I'm here now. Or maybe he will be. <laughs> this I'm is Joey, now. everybody. <laughs> now we're going to talk about Dark Souls 3. This is Joey's fucking favorite thing of all time. <laughs> yeah. Joey, I'm going to let you lead this one. Uh, Guard Dark Souls 3, when it came out, um, which is on Tuesday. Uh, so far, I'm probably 60% or so through the game, about 23 hours. Uh, it's really good. Um, it definitely um, is more of a, is definitely a successor to Dark Souls than Dark Souls 2 is. Um, there's little hints to Dark Souls 2 as well as like Demon Souls, uh, but Dark Souls is it's definitely its main uh, influence. Um, I love where sort of where the story is going right now. Um, the graphics look amazing. If you played uh, Bloodborne, which is by the same company from Soft, um, they used it's pretty much looks just like that except now it's you know obviously Dark Souls. Um, I like, you know, it's very fast and quick, uh, unlike the other games. Uh, so again, Bloodborne was fast. Um, the levels design's really beautiful. Um, it's uh, it's definitely a step up. You know, cause Dark Souls Two was kind of a disappointment um, with a lot of people. Obviously, the director wasn't a part of that game. I think he was like an executive producer, but he wasn't directing. Uh, but he came back with Dark Souls 3 and has really done a bang-up job so far. I'm really enjoying it. I can't put it down. Um, this one seems to be a little uh, easier than the others. Or maybe it's just now that I've played it for so long, I kind of sort of know how to, like, level up my character correctly, maybe. I don't know. 
Um, but I'm enjoying the hell out of it. Um, I know there's a lot of things that I've missed, and I can't wait to go back and sort of explore everything, see all the items, meet all the NPCs. Um, yeah, I uh, can't wait. <laughs> can't wait to finish it. Can I say, as a person who gets really frustrated with games, when I hear about a game where people die constantly, I worry I'm going to, like, destroy my controller. <laughs> or, like... Game. You probably would, yeah. Johnson. I, I Johnson. go ahead, Maddie. More than you know. <laughs> That's my main concern. I remember getting Demon Souls and like just hearing about this how difficult this game was, and I fucking trudged through the mud <laughs> with that game, dude. I moved so uh, slowly through it, and I mean, I oh god, it was it was gut wrenching. <laughs> um, but now it's like I can go through it and I can, I can, you know, I'll still die a lot, but I can actually, you know, do pretty well. Uh, but yeah, it's, it, you know, if it wasn't for the content, I probably wouldn't be so into it, but just the whole like dark fantasy thing really gets yeah. to me. <laughs> I really like it. Cool. Yeah. Maddie, you're playing it as well, right? Yeah, I'm playing it right now. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think? Uh, I think it's great. I'm fighting this guy with a big fucking saw, and he's scary. <laughs> uh, Joe, where I am, I'm fighting this big tree dude that you have to hit him in the nuts a lot. <laughs> like, literally, he's like, he's crawling towards you, spread eagle, with like, <laughs> pus, with like pus growing around his groin area, oh. so you have to slash at it. That's like, <laughs> that's his weak spot. He's <laughs> <laughs> like whacking... Whacking a tree in the nuts. That's hilarious. I will also be looking forward to that. I'm fairly drunk after six beers. You don't play (laughs) Dark Souls or any of the games drunk because I've lost so many fucking souls. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I got, I was like, I'm fine. I'm sober enough to play this. Literally, like, five minutes into this, I lost, like, I don't even want to say out loud how many souls I lost. I'm so frustrated with myself. Maddie, here's, here's, Maddie, here's a beginner tip with the Dark Souls series. Uh, if you get any sort of souls that looks like a lot, get the fuck out of there and go go level up or spin Joey, it on something. That's, I understand will... what you're saying, and that's the way I'm playing. <laughs> but when you go into walk through this fog because you've died because you fought a big tree, a big fucking groin of fucking pustules on it, you have to go back in there to get those souls, and you have to beat them before you can have them back. <laughs> that is true. And that's, yeah, that's true. I, I lost them, but it's what it's it, it's weird because like I was like I'll f-, like after I died I was like fuck it I don't want to play this game and I was like you can do this you can get all those that <laughs> exactly you get the drive man yeah. you like you can do it man yeah the, you just the thing is, is you 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 learn all his attacks and then you learn to dodge away uh and then you fucking whip well, the his thing, ass like, like i've noticed yeah. a lot with like the villains for me is like my initial reaction from playing other video games is to stay away from the villain like the big boss but in this game it almost like entices you yeah. like you have to get close to fight these guys you know like the ranged mm-hmm. attacks are right. so powerful on those guys it's like if you give them the chance to be able to do that like you know stomp or butt stomp or something it's like you know that's just inviting the like the terribleness that is Dark Souls. Like you got to get in there and just fucking like get up next to him and fucking dodge roll and fucking slash the shit out of him. 
Yeah, you can't you can't you can't be timid and hide away. No, you yeah, gotta dude. get in there and, and I love face it. The fear. It's, yeah. it's the most punishing game, but like when you beat something, you're like, fuck yeah, I did that and you I like I stand up in my apartment, I'm like, yeah, and I'm like, there's no one here, it's just me. But I wish someone was here. <laughs> but usually I'll text Joey and be like, I beat him and Joey's like, Good job and then I'll creep on Joey's game just to see where he is. Which is interesting. I didn't realize you could creep on people's games I, on PlayStation 4. Yeah, I guess I don't have the settings where apparently you, a lot of people have it set where you can request to watch, but I guess I don't have that set up. So uh, just like one time it asked me, and I was doing. like, I oh, Joey, you just don't want me to I'll creep hurt. on you and watch your progress? Oh, I feel so slighted as your friend. <laughs> but then it went away, and then I watched you for like 30 minutes. I was like, that's when you were playing those... Uh, the Saints or uh, the Deacons, yeah. That's uh, well, I was watching you yeah, play that, Deacons. and I was like, man, that's fucked up. I can't wait to get there. That looks so hard. I can't wait to get there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, man. I there there've been a couple bosses throughout the series where it's just uh, so I'll go to like Dark Souls. Um, there's Ornstein and Smo, uh, these dual yep. fighters that you have to fight. Uh, and the first time I fought them, I probably spent an entire day trying to beat them. And I was like, I'd get there and I'd, you know, I'd try to learn their move sets and like when to dodge. And then my hands would just get so sweaty. And like, finally got to the point where I kind of went back, maybe leveled up a little bit, got some more Estus and, uh, fucking Estus is health in the game. Um, and you know, just got to the point where I was just knew their move sets and like got to the end and fucking just like stood up and like fucking walked around my apartment. It was like, fuck yes. Finally. For me, like that whole, uh, in the first dark souls and Orlando, just getting up to them was a pain and probably the painted world. Uh, if you remember going Mm -hmm. into there, holy shit. After I was done going through there, I was like, you know what? The rest of the game, I, I, is not challenged at all after finally being able to get through <laughs> the fucking painted oh, world yeah. because I I just died so much in that thing it took me forever to get through. You get a uh, you get cursed a lot by those uh pus oh, bags. Oh god, they were the fucking worst. <laughs> until <laughs> the blue until eventually I was able yeah. to run through them without anyone. I went through no one fucking touched me by the end. And that's nice. <laughs> and that's what Dark Souls is. You just fucking die over and over again until you learn where guys appear, how they attack, until you just fucking mop the floor with them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, and I just uh, got Dark Souls 3 myself. I'm only I hate the high wall on, so much. Like, the high wall, the one of the first early levels right now. Yeah. Like, I just got past the dragon <laughs> to that second bonfire in there. I was so happy because okay. that knight guy that appears, like, right after oh, you yeah. run past the dragon... I, I like, went back and I was I watching like a so walkthrough and, uh, and, like uh, and under that dragon is like a cool fucking battle axe that you have to fight some like apparently this uh, chest that turns into a demon thing is in the mm-hmm. game a lot and uh, that motherfucker like I fought him like five times right. so I was like fuck oh, this I'm running you out to where the dragon is you yeah. motherfucker and I did it and the dragon fucking burned him to death. That's like my strategy is like if there's something more powerful yeah. than me, I will run you out there and dodge roll till I'm out of its like vicinity yeah. and let you die. 
Um, oh. uh, one time I did bring the knight out to where the dragon was. James, dragon didn't James, kill. I did that. He only got like three quarters of his life back down. And sure <laughs> I was the like, dragon oh. his <laughs> I was breathing fire consistently. I was like, you will die like this because I want to progress. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's good, man. You baited him out yeah. there and fucking just like. That's a game where them. That, cheating or good. finding other ways around stuff is totally viable because you have to. Oh, completely. Completely. It's like if the game allows it, like like this game I've been I've, I've been doing pretty good and I have like a lot of uh, uh, embers, which are like humanity from the other games, which basically turns you in, you know, sort of human form. You get like 20% more health or something. Uh, you get to uh, 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 call in NPCs to help you like fight a boss. Um, if you don't know, Maddie, you can, if you get like in a, at a boss store and if you're human, you can look around that boss store and you'll find these little like yellow signs on the ground that kind of sparkle. Yeah. That's a summon. You can like summon, I, I've done, uh, I haven't done person. it with a boss, but online, like this part of like, Souls 3, when, uh, to help you sort of you get to, the uh, the guy, uh, um, the chance and he's fat and he has like the club. Um, they asked, they let me do that, and I, like, summoned someone, and that mother, like, that dude, like, got him down, but he killed me because I didn't know yeah, what yeah, I was, yeah. Ex- yeah. like, getting into. But, uh, after that, I, like, I watched him fight him, and then I was, like, much game for, like, like, w- what he brought mm-hmm. the next time. But, uh, that's awesome. I... Mm-hmm. I like those uh, evangelic e- evangelist ladies. They like I like the the laugh they have, um, like the dialogue, what they say. Like you know, she reads the book, like turns into fire and can run and grab you and hold you. And she's like yeah. something like, oh, yeah, "I'm going to cleanse this bastard's soul," and like runs up to you and like tries to you yeah, know, burn you too. up. It's pretty awesome. I, li- I like her her quite a bit. Where are you guys playing as? I'm a knight. Yeah, I went with uh, Pyromancer since I did that I, for more... the uh, Dark Souls one. Go ahead, Joey. Yeah, nice. You did a Pyromancer, or you did uh, a Pyromancer. Oh, right on. Yeah, I usually like. Go ahead. I was saying I, I usually just pick a knight or like a wanderer slash somebody with swords. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was a swordsman for Dark Souls two and like a wanderer for Dark Souls one. Uh, that's kind of usually the class I go with. To start my first game, you know, that's kind of where I go. But then I want to start like one or two other games. Yeah, I'm just like, a, I'm a know, knight a right now. Uh, something I, else. I, yeah. I feel like I'm more of, when I play video games, I'm more of like a hack and slash kind of dude. Like I care about like leveling up magic a lot of the time. Like if that's the character I'm playing, I'll do it. But if I have the choice, I'm just like, give me some cool ass <laughs> yeah. weapons and a cool ass shield and some cool ass armor, you know? So going into Dark Souls 3, I was kind of like, even though it's not like a hack and slash game, like it's very much like you need to know what you're doing and like yeah. see what the enemy is yeah. doing and like kind of just picking up those pieces and whatever. Uh, I just felt like someone that could pick up the coolest weapons and have the coolest armor, someone I needed to be for this game. And so far, I've really enjoyed going through it as this character. Uh, I'd be really interested once I'm done to go through it as like is playing like a pyromancer yeah. or something like that and try it out like that. I, I might enjoy it more, but my initial reaction was give me give me the biggest fucking sword you can because I want to chop something in half. 
Uh, Joey, I can't wait because I need several of them. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you'll you get some pretty big swords, believe yeah. me. And the thing is... <laughs> well, the oh, great yeah. thing about the game and how I tend to play Pyromancer is I actually do tend to go more like big, heavy armor, heavy shield, big-ass sword as well, but I just love having backup. Hey, fuck you, here's a fireball every now and again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I... I sort of like to play, like, I, you know, I, I want to do, like, I like getting the magics and stuff, but my main thing is, like, buff, getting my sword and being able to, like, buff it with magic or fire mm -hmm. or lightning uh, and just uh, going yeah, in there. I'm doing some, uh, cr uh, some, some crotch hitting right now. Probably because I'm too drunk to know what actually is going <laughs> on. <laughs> so, uh, Bush, this is like uh, live oh, nice. action uh, playing nice. video games right now on the podcast, so... Mm -hmm. You fall through the floor. <laughs> uh, I'm finding this uh, the cursed rotted great wood, and I just died. What are you playing? What are you doing right now? Like, what's ex exact level? Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm like Johnson to where like the whole internet seems to be like you will fucking hate yourself while you play this, <laughs> but you will continue to play it. Yeah. You will throw think, your controller at the screen several times, but this will be that, your I've, favorite game of all year. And I'm I'm reading this and I'm like, what the fuck is going on with everybody? Well, it's like what Joey said. The lows are fucking low as hell because like you're just gonna die over and over again. Like as they're ta they're talking about souls, the as you kill enemies, you gain souls. Like maybe super low guys will maybe get like 50 or 20 or something until like the larger guys maybe up into the thousands where you use that for everything that's your currency for both experience to gain new levels and you put in like health uh strength and like other things like that or you use it to buy new weapons or upgrade your weapons or buy other items and whenever you die you drop all your souls and you can run back to where um. those souls are but Dude. all the Emmys have been repopulated. Like so they all, much. I had so many souls when I was fighting this great back. tree root And then if you die on the way and don't oh, pick up those God. souls, they're I... gone forever. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um... <clears throat> yeah. But, like, but when... I, you know, again, like James was saying, as you, as you, like, get the souls, you get to level up until you get stronger, and so you're able to, like progress further and beat these enemies that were possibly kicking your ass. Um, but it's just, it's the world itself is so just awesome. It's gorgeous looking. And, and, and so cool. I, I looked at some videos. It, I, I love the look. Yeah. I really do. Yeah, I, okay. I, that, that dark fantasy shit, like oh, you yeah. said, look, it looks fucking great. Like I, said, I just haven't, I haven't yeah. really picked it up. Like I said, I'm still yeah, early so, on and in the high wall area. I love those, I guess you call them like zombie trees. In a sense, those tr like those yeah. dead trees, but like uh, the, uh, the, like the art direction is like great in thin these games. Tree I would love and to then see it's like a dead body, a movie based but then on all just the branches the world. are branching I don't off of that body. Need to see like the video game I'm playing. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Uh, written into script or whatever, but like someone, a character thrown into the Dark Souls universe would be awesome. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's just visually cool. Um, this right. is like. So I'm kind of new. I've played Dark Souls a little bit, but I was just like, kind of like everyone else. It's like, 
okay, fuck everyone who plays this mm-hmm. game. And seeing that Joey was playing it and James is playing it, it was kind of going to be like our new... For the podcast, I was like, you know what? You should try to get through one of these. Play the new one for the PS4. It'll look better. You know, hopefully with Bloodborne, it'll play a little better and stuff. And, you know, uh, it was just something I wanted to get. Like, I feel like I need to get through one of these games just to call myself a gamer almost, you know? And it's freeing as shit, Andrew. I'll tell you. Um, You like that, like it's so true, James. Like, you beat that guy, and then you're like, Oh, shit, what's next? Like, if yeah, this is the hardest here, guy I fought when so you far, come like, back what, from like, that and what's you kick the that next, guy's like, ass, minor it's body. the biggest high ever. And, like, dude, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, it, I don't know, man. It's a, it's a very re- rewarding game the more you play it. Well, it's then, like, but I can yeah, also, like, later on, I, I those also bosses get the other become side regular of it, enemies. Like Andrew's on. But it's then like, at that the point, you can just whoop their asses. And, you know, I'm just... At this point, I don't know if it's a good thing, but I'm kind of forcing myself to get through it, even though part of me is like, you should just play a fun, like, like Fallout 4. Like, you know how to play Fallout 4. That'll be fun. And it's like, no, you get through Dark Souls 3. This guy's coming after me. I didn't... He didn't see me. Oh my god. I was standing by my shrine. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. I was thinking like once we both get through it, maybe, maybe we should I will run back someday together. Just haven't um, gotten around to it lately. Sometimes I'm like Joey Hell, man. <laughs> Like, yeah, no, Maddie, we'll have to we'll have to co-op when I get back. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I'm down, 100. percent Joey's the resident Dark Souls master. I'm in this. I'm in this hotel, man. I, I, I saw you get invaded by one dude one time somewhere. when I was watching. Can't. No online features for me until I get mm. back. Oh. Uh, Nah, I can't get I can't get invaded by other people who want to fight me and shit. I don't want that in my life. It's already yeah, it's, it was a, a computer AI. I don't uh, want other fan. motherfuckers but, like Joey like, coming in and like I'm gonna take this new battle slash human. Um, it's a, other people can invade your game and make it quite a bit more difficult. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Are there any other uh, games to talk about or yeah, I don't really... comic book shit? Um. Let's see. Um. As far Dark as Souls games, is the big one, yeah. huh? Dark Souls is the big one. Um. Let's see. Oh, what were your thoughts on Doctor Strange? We we, we talked. We talked about the new Suicide trailer last week because that came out when we were mm. we watched it live. Um, you know, Game of Thrones is uh, next Sunday. Yeah, that's going to be a big one when that when that hits, huh? Yeah, yeah. What were we saying, Maddie? Oh, I I thought it looked great. I I loved that they like they they showed like him being a surgeon 
and then something happened and then his hands are now like fucked up and he can't yeah. do surgery anymore. Um, and so now he's going to use his hands for, you know, uh, sorceries and mystical stuff. Um, I thought it definitely looks like a Batman Begins sort of inception, uh, styled movie. Um, I can't wait to see like more of Mads Mikkelsen's character. Maybe we'll see maybe some, um, more, uh, gods from, you know, the celestials or, uh, Maybe a living tribunal would be pretty sick, kind of obscure. Oh my but god, awesome. that would be um, crazy. And then, of course, like you know, like Dormammu or something would be cool to like maybe pop up at the end or you know something would be yeah. I, I, I'm pretty interested in it. I haven't read too many Doctor Strange comics. I know most of most of them from reading like Avengers or you know something like that. But uh, mm-hmm. I'm a uh, definitely nope. excited for it there it looks like it looks good looks way good bro yeah november man it's gonna be like a great month that's what it's looking yeah. like um it's kind of a side tangent but did you guys see jungle book no, no i haven't haven't seen it yet i'm been stuck uh stuck here like working every day i'm not gonna get a day off till i get back but i would like to see it i see the reviews are good you said it was really awesome it was uh, god I, it was great i saw the the first trailer i was like man this looks pretty pretty great so that's good to hear that it's doing i mean yeah like i saw again i saw the reviews so probably when i get back i'll see that maybe a couple other things before i get back to work it's just like i've never read the jungle book um original the original book but it it's had the feel that they followed the original storyline more okay. and um i don't know it was just like all every just everything made sense and the action was good and what the characters were thinking and what they said was really great dialogue was good and just i don't know that and and the pacing was really good too it was like really it's one of the best kids movies i've seen in such a long time, I feel like. Nice. Just I don't know. John John Favreau is just such a great director now. Real, just so so good. I w- I want to see the Jungle Book, but uh, I also know that the Green Room came out, and I really want to see the Green Room. Just because you guys of about like, ready to close out. I mean, you guys know yeah, me. The guy like listen to like Dark Souls stuff. Like and that, that's, that's just like I'll rock horror movie. I'm just like, oh god, I want to see that so right. bad. Um, so that's mm-hmm. kind of like that's just upset me that like no one's showing yeah, it yeah. in Cincinnati. And so like I, I heard mean, that was excellent. Yeah. The part of me is like, yeah. I refuse to see anything else till I see this film that I really want to see. Um, but Jungle Book does look good. I'm very excited to mm-hmm. see the performances and like i i'm with yeah, you andrew i think john favreau is yeah. like i saw i recently watched uh chef a couple of months ago and i thought that was a fantastic just family film that like wasn't built as a family film and uh you know for him to go from like iron man to you know like a, like a fucking awesome comic book movie to something kind of smaller that might be kind of personal to him or personal to, like that just shows like he's kind yeah. of like a richard yeah. linkladder you know, yeah. like he can do those big budget like movies that make shit tons yeah. of money, but he can also do those indie films that like fucking are great because he gets that sensibility. It was like, you know, what people want to see, like what touches the heart, you know? Um, right. Mm-hmm. 
for sure. He's really good with dialogue and not in the way that yeah. Tarantino or Kevin Smith are like he, I don't know. Like you, you feel it and you feel it in um, jungle book as well. Like the way, Walking yeah, talks a, as I King mean, Louis I'm always interested in anything John Bill Murray, is, like all their lines. Uh, Bill Murray is blue. With, like, like, some of, like for me, you anyway, can really feel his touch the, whenever like, they're they the have greats, like a lot the of talking to do. Want to go see, like the Nolans and the and, and the action as well. You know, I mean, the uh, action is Spielbergs perfectly and, done. Um, like, I, mean, I don't know. He's always doing something interesting. Something like I never thought after like his whole Marvel thing. I thought I was like, what's he gonna do next? You know, and then he did Chef. That's cool. And then it's like, oh, he's doing Jungle Book. I was like, wow. Like, he's always doing something new and interesting that's, you know, I didn't think that he would do. Um, like, I want to see it. I'm all, like, I always liked even the, uh, do you guys remember the live action one with, like, Jason Lee in it? Jungle Book with, uh, with Jason Lee. I always thought that one was really, I always yeah. thought that one was really cool because, the animals didn't talk. It was just like you kind of follow Jason Lee's Mowgli through this weird adventure. And I was like, oh, man, if John Favreau does this and the animals talk, this could be fucking great, you know? Live action what now? Oh, that's right. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. No, not at all. Uh, it's awesome. It's hard to find. I know that the like Jungle Book two, which was made with a a younger kid, Andrew, and, uh, yeah. is easier it's, to it's find. Jason uh, Scott, Jason Lee Scott from Lee Bruce Lee's story. Dragon oh, Bruce Lee story. okay, I got it. Yeah, yeah, it came out when I was in uh, middle school, so you guys were probably like elementary school. Yeah, probably. I never oh, heard shit. of that. As he should be. I feel like if white kid, I probably want to go see it. Supposedly, this this Jungle Book had the like broke the highest record in India for like of all time, like even for Bollywood movies. Oh wow, that's great! That kid, yeah. I guess, is of Indian descent, but uh, yeah, 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 so good, man. <laughs> I I love that they did that. Like this kid looks like Mowgli, and he's the right Dang, age. Like I'll he's so tissues. young, you really care about ready. him being taken care of by Bagheera the Is Panther, it okay to cry, bro? and he has a wolf okay, mother bro. named uh, Raksha, I think, which is Lupita Nyong'o. That's the only time. And bro? man, you're gonna need the fucking like tissues for those oh. scenes, bro. Like oh, shit, it's bro. it's some serious shit, man. <laughs> good, good to hear. <laughs> it's okay bro it's okay to Wait. cry yeah <laughs> it's okay to cry bro <laughs> especially when Raksha's talking to Mowgli yeah Triple there's more Jeez. yeah it doesn't like Whoa. anything's coming out uh, next week so hopefully like Green Room and uh, I'm sure Jungle Book will still be in the theater so I can and I want to see Barbershop 3 as well I like the Barbershop movies I've seen one of those. It's all right. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it's got it's it's in the ninety percent for Barbershop Three, so I definitely I definitely oh, want to do a more. feature. Yeah. <laughs> Joe, you crazy about those? That's gonna be the entire episode. <laughs> theater dude. all day, man. I'm getting behind, man. I only got a couple <laughs> days off. I gotta get back to work. True. I see some movies. 
I gotta yeah. see every. I gotta see these movies before Civil War comes yeah, out. Yeah, that's in two weeks. So, God, that's gonna be so great. It's looking good anyway. We're gonna have a big episode like I, about that one. It's like living in L.A. It, yeah. Maybe it's just like yeah. There's a full episode like, about that. Yeah. There's so many movies that come out every weekend. You probably got at least ten movies that you could go see every weekend. Brand new films. And so like, and then if you're working, like I, you know, I tend to work on weekends as well. And so, if I miss a movie the weekend yeah. it comes out, or or you know the the week uh, after it, I I'll, I'll I'll have to wait for Netflix because I just there's something else coming out next week and I fucking I'll see that. And so you know, if I don't see it the week it comes out, no, gotta wait. Yeah. I was surprised how I was surprised how good Jungle Book was because when I first heard about it, I was like, "They're just fucking remaking all this animated shit, like the they did Cinderella or whatever the fuck Huntsman and all that, like Maleficent." Like I was like, "Ah, this is gonna be shit." Yeah, but then I was like, like, "Ah, Favreau's directing, and this trailer is pretty good." And then when I finally saw it, I was like, "Damn." I think really- with like the Huntsman movies and like Maleficent, they're just. They're picking. It's like they're picking a character from an already existing like story, and then making that person's like, oh, this is their origin story. And it's like, okay, I yeah, sure, if it's good. But then like, you know, the Huntsman movie wasn't very good. It was just dark, and like, I had no idea what the hell was happening. <laughs> um, you know, Cinderella I thought was fine. Um, it was pretty decent. Um, you know, I love Jessica Chastain, and I'm kind of want to see Huntsman 2, but I think it's not going to be good at all. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. I, Jungle Book just looked great, and it's, you know, like like I said, it's probably from the book. Um, Johnny Favs did a good job. You know, like he kept to the source material. Um, yeah. And apparently, apparently he gave us a good movie. Ben Kingsley is fucking great. Like all the all the voice actors and Mowgli too. Like they're just they're just it's really good. I there wasn't really anything too weak about it. Yeah. He yeah knows from the first saying. trailer, like here in like uh Scarlett Johansson's voice is the uh Python uh Oh you know what? Spooky. That's probably the only part that's like like Scarlett Johansson's it was just okay. Now that you yeah. mentioned okay. it, compared compared to everybody else, compared to everybody really else, like, but also it's at the same her, time, her voice, she's really. not in the movie for very long. I'm not going to say much more, yeah. but her, like Scarlett Johansson probably finished her part in a day. <laughs> her yeah. recording. I mean, I, you know, I you know I've seen the Disney movies, so I mean, I, don't, I can't remember if the the snake really played too big of a role, but no, but there is she serves a purpose as far as like uh, giving some backstory. Okay. So that's I think that's the main the main deal there, but um, definitely see it. I'd like to know what you guys think. Cool. Will do. I I will just say that okay. I enjoyed uh, Maleficent and uh, the Huntsman, the first movie. I don't think they're great. I don't think they're great movies, but I definitely like the other side of things. And I really liked uh, some of the Huntsman stuff with uh, some of, like, mm-hmm. the dark fantasy stuff, which I think we talked about with, like, sure. Dark Souls and stuff. I thought like, the, cre- I the creatures like were definitely seeing more creatures cool. in the universe just, and stuff. As and far I think as, that's like, what I as a whole, I just went into it. But, yeah, no, I definitely liked the, the look of it for sure. I, I thought a lot of it was really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. 
I think I, I'm I'm kind of interested to see the Huntsman yeah. too, just to see what they'll they're do bringing with in. Not uh, having, I like, guess they're calling her Freya, the Snow White character, yeah. like cool before. Yeah, so, I haven't really watched a lot about it. I've just like you said, like the actors and actresses in it. Oh yeah, uh, definitely pique my yeah. interest more so than like what it's called or what it's about. You know. I'll probably check it out, but uh, yeah, I would, I would definitely Indeed. like Jungle Book and like have a discussion about that. That'd be cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm seriously gonna watch that nightmare movie right after we finish this podcast. I, uh, by the way, I, I heard you guys talking about it. I put it on my list. So yeah, uh, yeah, that, oh, dude, real, this stuff's been really fascinating and terrifying for me. I've never had a tr- trouble sleeping in my life. Like, you know, they'll, yeah. they'll have some nights where, like, I, I spend a little time trying to get to sleep or whatever, but uh, just, like, waking up and not being able to move and, like, feeling like a presence on top of me would, would freak me the fuck out. Yeah, dude. Dude, it's it's fucking terrifying, man. I I wish it upon <laughs> Jeez. It is just... It is... I don't even know how to explain it. Like, there's nothing like it. That I've ever ever experienced before, man. Uh, Sounds awful. That documentary, that documentary is great though. Uh, it's, I think some of it kind of plays as cheesy, but if you've ever had the experience, uh, it's not very like it can be very frightening. And uh, I don't know, man. Like it's weird that like I knew that movie, like I like had heard about it, and then I was like, oh, that'll be fun to watch, you know? That'll be a, and like couple weeks couple months later i went to chicago and like sleeping on a friend's couch i had an experience about it and uh dude man uh, i don't even know hmm. if you guys ever have it uh we can talk about it but i i hope you don't <laughs> <laughs> the thing i like is sleeping i love sleeping <laughs> it's great you got yeah you guys might have mentioned it uh while i was out but um is it? Do you think it's more of just like is it a sleep thing or is it like something that's like in the, uh, I guess apartment house. I'm trying to think of a better word to use for that, but Par- the paranormal in the, in the space. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I honestly it was because I might have been sleeping weird and like my neck was kind of craned, so I think some of my breathing was kind of obstructed. Um, okay. And I think maybe that like mixed with maybe some kind of dream experience I was having at the time. Cause I don't remember a lot of my dreams. Um, any ones I do, they're pretty like, uh, Stephen King says like his dream, like his dreams are what people consider nightmares. And then he writes about them. That's kind of like, uh, how I feel about my dreams. Like when I have something, I was, I like wake up and I was like, Oh man, that was fucked up. Yeah. That was good. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. So I don't really like ha- like there are moments in dr- dreams slash nightmares where I'm like, oh, I want to wake up from this. But when I, I don't yeah, think no, I've I'll, had I'll... a paranormal type of dream since I've been an adult. Yeah. It's weird. Like I love all the like fantasy, sci-fi stuff and movies and music, video games, whatever. But when I dream, it, my dreams are always so yeah. realistic. It's kind of boring. I like I I don't I, I would, usually when I wake up I don't remember any any dreams. There's only like specific ones and they're never like super scary. It's more like like you said uh Andrew, it's more like realistic dreams where I like whatever happens happens. It's like, "Oh, you should have talked to that girl." And it's like, 
God damn it, you're right, Dream. I should have. <laughs> um, you know, uh, any like nightmare, quote unquote, that I have uh, doesn't really stick with me. I feel like I probably have them, but like I, I don't really know what happens. I just don't remember them a lot of the time. But this was just like, I think it was obstructed breathing, maybe staying somewhere I never stayed for. But uh, it was just, it, it was so weird, man. Like, I, like, watch the documentary, and I think once, like, what I've told you, you'll get it. But it's, it, like, you have to experience it to, like, understand it, you know? I think to watch that documentary before yeah. this, I'd be like, you guys are a bunch of quacks, a bunch of weirdos. And then I watched it and I was like, well, some of you are kind of weird, but a lot of what you're saying is kind of what I experienced. And like, it's just weird. And it's funny that that happened in Chicago, which Stefan and I talked about like our weird experiences there. Um, so I don't know, man. I just kind of, I accept it and just kind of move on from it. And, you know, it's an experience I had. I'm, gl- I'm glad I had it because I can relate. But also, I wish it upon no one, and I never want one ever again. Yeah. There's that. You ever heard of that drug I ayahuasca? I wish uh, Stefan was still on. Okay, it's 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 supposed to like a lot stronger than even LSD is, and uh, supposedly, and I could be getting this wrong, but what I heard is people that take it that are religious they'll feel like they're seeing God when they take it. It's such a deep spiritual experience. And people that are non-religious feel like they're meeting with, they're in communion with aliens whenever they see it. They feel like they're being abducted or kind of just hanging out with really like advanced alien beings. But it's kind of a similar type of experience. And I always thought that was so interesting. It's like, is there just something very deep within us that this drug kind of unlocks uh, to allow for these experiences to know, happen like, or, like, or, or what? So I've been planning this trip to uh, LA and I've considered, and I'm pretty much going to drive to LA and stop in Colorado and pick up Stefan. And I want to, I'm um, in Colorado. Yeah. Do uh, take shrooms for the first time. Um, I've never done it before, but I feel with, with uh-huh. Stefan, it'll be a great time. Or it could be terrifying, but I feel like I need to do it. So, <laughs> um, I don't, like, drugs as yeah. in, uh, like, chemically made drugs, I don't really want to do. But, like, natural drugs I want to do, you know? Uh do, I feel like I think they that's common. Be yeah, here on yeah the I think, that, I think that's, you're not the only one like that. Experience them, you know, but someone like mixing chemicals together to make a certain high happen. Yeah. I don't feel like that's like something that people should be doing, you know. But you know, I, I don't know. I, I I've meant to yeah. talk about to talk to Stefan about this, but I think I want to do it, experience it, because I've. I've had a lot of weird experiences like through Chicago and like the sleep paralysis stuff. And I'm like, maybe you need to experience this just to see what happens. It could be great. It could be terrifying. 
but I kind of just feel at this point in my life I need to do it before I get any older and like settle down have children and stuff like I don't want to like do drugs and then have children and like be home and be like oh my god I got little demons running around like I just I need to do this before I settle down so <laughs> sounds like you need, when you get out to LA you need to go to Joshua Tree you need to yeah. uh, if, uh, if honestly, you do, do if that I'm with Stefan I think to, we should uh, have an impromptu superhouse podcast and just record us high on shrooms. Yeah. It could be. It could also be terrible. Oh, God. That, that w- could be amazing. Well, I mean, you guys I'm surprised LA, how I mean, much drug conversation has like, entered into this podcast. But, uh... it's, it's way harder for me to, like, find drugs in Cincinnati than it for is sure. for you guys yeah. to, like, just go get a joint if you want to just chill out for the night, you know? Man, the legalization of this shit, it totally changes everything. Like, the way you look at it, like... Yeah. The dispensaries, like, have a guard out front, and everybody's so chill and, like, professional about it. And they call it, like, you're you're a patient at the dispensary, which is... They probably say that for legal reasons, but it's ultimately kind of sounds yeah. kind of sounds stupid. But that's what it, that's what it is, and it's it's just so it's so legit. It's unbelievable. I mean, you you go from like some shady dealer on the street to some really uh, you know this plant made in a lab by weed scientists sold at a nice yeah it's, store it sounds- that's. Guarded. Sounds like a fairy tale, and dude. I don't know. It's just more trustworthy and everything. It's crazy. You could buy like the chocolate bars and like, like there's like topical lotion you can put on your hand and shit to make your hand high. Yeah. Um, it's <laughs> shit like that. Like it's. I think like it's coming totally from a nuts, town man. It's not like, just weed you smoke. Where I grew up, it was a dry county, so no one could drink it wasn't legal to drink there and like going to college and being away from the town and then coming back um it became a wet county yeah and everyone was talking about how bad it was gonna be and how and it's just no one talks about it now and i feel like that's like kind of how i consider like how you guys in la are it's just like oh yeah you just get a weed card man it's what do you mean you just get a weed card It's, it's totally crazy. Yeah, when you when I go back to Atlanta for home, it's people try to hide it. People are trying to like find some dude off the street, like I said, or even if it's like some dealer that they know. It's still there's some shadiness to it. But with this, it's like, dude, I just get the impression like we should have been doing this a hundred years ago. This is nuts. From what I understand, it's like. Uh, places that are doing it like they're doing really well as a like state and it's bringing in so much more revenue and all these great things produced from it i think more so colorado than california california's got a bunch of problems but i think it definitely hasn't hurt it 
with Colorado, it's like it's it's legal. You can just go in and buy it like you would a pack of cigarettes or alcohol. You don't need a card. You yeah. can just go in. So that's why, because of that, it's gotten so much more money. Um, I think it, yeah, just because more of it's legal. We're like L.A. It's still. I think it's. I think recently it stopped being illegal federally. But I'm not sure how true that is. No, um, it's it's still illegal federally, actually. Yeah. But apparently, it, Obama. Okay. I, I thought Obama I, I thought I'd heard, something. It, or, or or maybe they were at least stop. They were going to stop uh, just all the like uh, uh, the busts, you know, busting into stores and you know. Yeah, that's uh, that's what Obama signed, I believe. Well, it's the big thing yeah. with it too. It's still considered what like a, a class one drug, where it's like the same level of. Uh, like things like meth and heroin are only considered class two where they're able to do like medical research on where weed they're not even able to do that which is really dumb considering i feel like the other two are worse but yet they somehow figure yeah that, so they actually fucking kill yeah. people people die from that from heroin and like that was a big thing i think last week yeah. actually there was a big protest in front of the white house where they had a giant like 50 foot tall like blow up joint uh, as they're protesting <laughs> about trying not legalizing not decriminalizing but just changing that from like uh getting it uh going from like yeah i forget the exact terminology but it's like going from a class one to at least like to something lower or even just taking off the list so that you know more stuff can be done with it yeah it's just you know it's one of those things where it's it's just been for the past 30, 40 years, it's been so uh, demonized, mm-hmm. you know, marijuana, pot. And so, like, it's, like, it's still up there for, like, no reason. Because it's just there. Because yeah. people were afraid of it years ago. And as we've seen, as doctors have told us, it is very healing and can be used to uh, uh, help with uh, many illnesses. Mm-hmm. And yet, it still sits at a class one. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I will. I will say though, like I, I'm not a smoker. I'll, I'll, I'm like an edible only guy, and I think the only bad part for me is uh, that shit can last so long. Like yeah, I got to plan my whole day around it. <laughs> it's not like I'm going to be high for a few hours or in an hour. Like when you smoke it, it's just like a little bit. But it's it's like for me, I don't. Maybe I'm a lightweight. I don't know. But it's like I'm I'm out for the day. Yeah, yeah. I only do. I only do it at night. Like if I'm like you know two hours before bed, hour before bed, like that's when I'll do it. Like I can't do it during the day and like uh, function. Like people wake and bake when they smoke, and but you couldn't do that oh, with yeah. an edible. You, fine or, with it. you really couldn't. 